There's no levels, Judah Freelander. We cool. don't give a fuck about levels. Yeah. We're here to learn how to beat up anybody. That's world right. Champ. You're not wearing a world champ hat, dude. I oh, you got a world it champ does. shirt. It says it in uh, sign language. Oh, you crafty are, Yeah, these are actually the severed, shrunken fists of my deceased opponents melted onto my hat. Now, is that a real weathered hat, or did you prematurely weather it? No, this is, I've been wearing this hat for years. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So My mom keeps saying you should retire it. No, 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 But no, I no. keep wearing it. No, it, there's, it's vintage now. It's classy. Yeah. yeah, it's been through battles. It's been through wars. You know what you could do, though, for sure, is you could sell those, like the ones that you've worn for like a long time, and people would gobble it up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. You know how, like, those, uh, do you know what a humiliatrix is? No. There's a lot of uh, gals out there that uh, make a living selling their old socks. Uh-huh. And uh, they'll sell, like, uh, various bodily fluids and excretions oh, to dudes who uh, have uh, a thing for that. Yeah. We had this girl, Sierra Lynch, on recently, and she uh, educated us on this, this world. But, uh, so it's like, creepy- it's like vintage shopping, but with a more personal touch to it. I like how you put a spin on it, man. Yeah, That's beautiful. Like it. So you wrote this book, which is How to Beat Up Anybody. Yeah, that was uh, five years ago that came out now. It's an instructional karate book. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> how much karate important- have you actually studied? Uh, well, no. Th- this this book is is basically a spoof of people who think they're great at it but are horrendous at it it's basically you know i teach you how to beat up ninjas and bigfoots but it's it's kind of like the worst martial arts instruction possible um and it's it's, it's like a 208 page photo joke book basically that way. <laughs> and then yeah this is a new book that just came out um called if the raindrops united which is a book of drawings and cartoons that i did uh mostly single panel cartoons and most of them are comedy but i'd say probably 40 percent of the ones that are comedy are kind of like dark satire on big issues, whether it's like, uh, yeah, that like one. Like honest tits, lying tits? Yeah, that's a big issue. <laughs> that's a big issue out there. Well, and yeah. it has to do with the nipples? Uh, like you went Pinocchio? Yeah, yeah. It's basically a <laughs> Pinocchio story told through nipples. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's definitely not one of the more uh, social commentary uh, ones in there. But uh, I do like that one. And, That's a good one, and I do like lying nipples. Also, I um, nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I, I like all nipples. I don't. Me too. Don't, I'm a fan. I don't discriminate. Uh, yeah, I've heard people say something like, "Oh man, I don't like when they have small nipples or like really pale areolas." Yeah. Like, just be happy you get to see them. Yeah, just I think be happy people that shows uh, you their tits. I think we can call that white privilege. Let's call that Fuck white privilege. Yeah, let's call that exactly <laughs> what it is. But it's like you no. Know, whenever I hear people complaining about like, especially like you know, it's like you're already getting laid. What are you complaining about? Exactly. You know, it's like you can't complain about breasts. I knew this dude. Knew this dude who was in a wheelchair. He used to play wheelchair. Uh, he used to play pool. And uh, he was like, uh, he played tournaments and stuff. He was like, he had all these physical problems. Uh-huh. He was like really unhealthy. And uh, was his wheelchairness due to health reasons? Yes. Or okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he was, you know, as a physical specimen, he was a mess. But he was addicted to prostitutes, uh-huh. and he um, would only go for ones that had really well taken care of feet. Okay. And he had this huge issue. Like if someone's feet were too big, uh-huh. or if their feet like he would like freak out about feet. Like he would get like almost angry. Like and you want to go, dude? You should be happy that anybody wants to just hug you. Yeah. Like if you could pay a couple hundred bucks and a girl will get naked with you, like whoa. And that's, that's a score. That's also a story where you really got to like give respect to the people that work in the sex industry. Because oh yeah. I have a lot of respect for them because people. 
I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, what a uh, difficult job that is. Mm -hmm. and, and think about, like, the woman who goes to him. Yeah. And, you know, she's being paid to please him. And, and then, what does he smell like? Yeah. And then, and then her foot's, like, an inch too long. And, and he's and, mad. Yeah. That's yeah. you know that's 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 more of a hassle than being a barista at some coffee place or something like that. <laughs> way you more, know? way more. So the, the sex worker thing is a, a real, it's a real issue with our puritanical culture that we have this uh, this prejudice against people that have sex with people for money. Like, yeah, it's... we don't we don't have it with any other thing that we enjoy. Yeah, we don't have it with people that cook for people for money or people that give massages for money yeah. or cut people's hair. Do a bunch yeah. of things that people yeah. don't necessarily want to do. Have, I have more respect for the sex worker because if you think about it, we're a capitalist society. They're more capitalist than the rest of us. You know, they're really? they're well in a sense. You know, they're 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 using their body for uh, to make money. You know, but what's wrong with that? In a sense, they're athletes. Exactly. Well, they definitely are. <laughs> they definitely no. They they are, they are. Yeah. It's kind of weird that it's still illegal, though. It really is weird. I mean, at a certain point in time, it becomes stupid. If it's the thing that everybody wants the most, if you if you across the board, what do people desire more than anything? At, at a certain time in their life, it's going to be sex. Obviously, yeah. it's food and rest and shelter and you know everyone wants to have a comfortable life and good friends and all yeah. that stuff. But everyone who's sexually active whose body works it's functional yeah they want sex even it's... people whose bodies aren't functional they still want that yeah and if you look at all advertising for no matter what product it is it's usually sex is the 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 subtext of what they're selling yeah so here's someone that's openly and honestly selling it and then yet they get discriminated against they I get think, locked I think it's up wrong. yeah they get wrong. locked up i mean there's task forces designed I, to yeah. capture them yeah you know, there's uh, f I, uh, my friend Brian Callen. I think he's told the story on the podcast before. He was talking to some girl in front of uh, a club in in New York. You know, Brian. He's a silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a silly goose. And uh, some girls were. He's like, "Hey, girls!" And they're like, "Hey, you want a date?" He's like, "A date? Well, how much would that cost?" And she's and you know, and she said, "You know, how much do you? How much would you be willing to pay?" He goes, ten thousand yeah. dollars." He got he got pulled in for that. They they like literally. Were these women cops? Yes. Or? Oh yes. Wow. Like he he said ten thousand dollars. So the, was this recently? No, a few years ago. Okay, because I was gonna say because, like street hookers, you don't really see in New York anymore. But I remember like twenty years ago, um, you know, you know, just going into like the corner deli, and girl comes up to me, and she's like, "Hi, you want a date?" And I was like, you know, for, you know, the, the first time it happened to me, and I was like. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, what's going on? And then you right. realize pretty quickly, you know, the woman's a hooker. And I'm like, no, that's okay, but thanks. You How know. hot was she? She was pretty hot. Yeah. So if you, if if she wasn't a hooker, if she was just a person who thought you were attractive. Uh, yeah, I'd probably talk to her. Yeah, but I'm like a germaphobe, so I. I Are you I really? Yeah, yeah. So I would like how le what level? Like Howie Mandel level? Uh, well, he's his the black belt. Yeah, he's no, the his, gold standard. This is different than mine. Mine, mine's kind of different. Uh. I don't know how his mentally works, but there's different kinds of OCD, and and mine goes through various phases. Like some people will be a neat freak, because or they might lock their door five times because they're afraid they oh maybe I forgot to lock it and then someone's gonna break in. Uh, but there's another kind where if you don't lock it like doing it like the exact you know physical motions that you're supposed to, then something bad's going to happen to you that day. Like, well, right like, like, like you, might get, you might get cancer 
if you don't lock the door properly. So that's what? why. So that's why you might lock it ten times. It's oh. like it's like you'll get some kind of a hex or a jinx on you. That's yeah. the kind of thing that I have sporadically off and on. I've had it for years, you know. Sporadically. In, in various yeah, sometimes it comes and goes, you know. So and, when uh, does it when does it go? When you're feeling great about life and everything's going well and you Sometimes, sometimes you think, Okay, something's bad's gotta happen now because things are going well. Oh, Usually you think about it that way. I was thinking yeah. the other way, that like when things are going well, you think, Well, I don't have to worry about the hex right now. No, no. Usually it's when I'm not busy. Like, you know, because then your mind, because my mind is kind of always racing, you know, so if you're just, if you're unable to just sit back and relax, then your mind, it just keeps racing. And then if it gets on a negative thought, it just, you know, spirals and spirals and spirals. Yeah. That's so common amongst yeah. comics that we were just yeah. talking about that yesterday with Whitney Cummings. She has like a kind of a similar thing where she has to constantly be active constantly be doing things uh -huh. and i'm kind of the same way i'm yeah. always doing something yeah right right well, that's like a, is that a comedian thing like what the hell is that yeah i don't know i mean like i like sometimes when i'm exhausted and stressed out i will go out to the comedy clubs and do two or three shows in one night and people say why are you doing that i'm like because it's actually the most relaxing thing i do it's like being yeah. up on stage for whatever reason that's where I'm most comfortable. Well, and also yeah. it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's you the know? thing people forget. It's a hell of a lot of fun. I got a chance to see uh, Tig Notaro, uh, Natasha Leggero, and Jim Jeffries last night. What a fucking show. That's awesome. Tig Notaro is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So first time I've seen her live, she's really fucking funny. Where was the show? At the Improv. Oh, cool. Jim Jeffries cool. was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And oh my God, Natasha Leggero killed. Awesome. Oh, she's got this Oprah bit. I was screaming. So funny, man. It's so funny. But it's like to do stand up. It's like it's it, you know I mean, it requires concentration and you have to work at it and all that good stuff. But when it's when you've got the bits and when you're actually like you know. In the you know you're in the zone and everything's yeah. going well. It's so fun. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're it's, seeing it's, people have a great time. Yeah. it's the most fun thing I do. So it's yeah. what I would most like to do. Yeah, yeah. So I, it totally makes sense. I'm, I've never like canceled a show because I was tired. Ever, yeah, ever. No. No. And the other thing is like, you know, I I'll feel tired when I'm leaving my house. Like, oh, I gotta fucking fire up. I got yeah. the show in an hour. But once I get there, forget whoa. when you're on stage. It's like yeah, everything's firing up, yeah. man. It's like, and then when you're off, you want to go up again. It's such yeah. a beautiful exchange, yeah. too. You know, it's, and I, particularly I feel that way about like Hollywood clubs because you're yeah. not really getting any money. You know, no. it's not well, same with New York. Yeah. I mean, in New York City, you don't. Th those are the two cities, kind of, probably in the world. You know, that where in general, when you're working those two cities on a nightly basis, where there's multiple comics per show. You're basically you're basically working for free or very yeah. little money. So you're you're doing it for the love of it, and everyone yeah. is, you know. And everyone's doing it also because it's like these these, these fueling stations, like the cellar, or yeah. the stand, or the store, yep. and, and the, these places where you go, and all the other comics are there, and we all yeah. like kind of fuel, yeah, fuel up, you know. Yeah, and also comedy is something you can't practice. It's not like guitar. You can right. get at home, stay at home. Be really fucking good at guitar just by playing mm -hmm. by yourself all day at guitar. But stand-up, you have to go on stage. Otherwise, you're not doing stand-up. Yeah, you, know? you have to go on stage also when you're working out bits because they take they take a life of their own up there. Like, I'll write a bit out and I'll have like, ooh, I got a great new bit. I can't wait to try it. Right. But when you're on stage, that fucker just takes turns of its own. Yeah, it's just... I think that's because your mind's, at least for me, like my mind's in like hyperdrive when I'm on stage. So I might, like I always carry around like, you know, little, you know, 
little little sheets of paper with like that's your you know, sheets that's yeah these are your notes? with like a few like words on it or something you draw on them too huh? yeah yeah what and are you then, drawing well these are just some random like it's all penises. faces and dudes it's all penises why no well that's a tongue on a dude <laughs> but it looks like a penis kind of yeah but uh so but yeah so i like i'll usually have a thought or like a sentence or maybe it'll be like a one-liner right and then i get on stage and then it'll let's it gets if it gets a laugh then I immediately am thinking, all right, how do I extend this and take it in another direction and get another laugh? You know, how do, why do you do you have a ritual? Like, why do you write them on paper? Why don't you put it on your phone? Uh, I don't know. I'm just pen. And, always, I'm more of a pen and paper person. I am to to remember shit. Like before yeah. every set, I have a, a notebook that I bring with me everywhere yeah. when I do shows. Mm -hmm. And before every set, uh, like in my hotel room, I go have a big show that night. I'll yeah. write out. My bits. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Sometimes I'll write out my whole act. I'll spend hours. Wow. Yeah. I usually that's that's good. I usually this is usually me before headlining a show, and like I get there right when the sh right like five minutes before I'm supposed to go on, and then as they're saying my name, I pull out a piece of paper from my pocket. <laughs> go like, uh, All right, let's go. Because you know? <laughs> I'm trying to remember a few of the new you know a few new things, but yeah, well, I always forget stuff. I do that too. I mean, but. When I'm, I feel like uh, that. The even though you don't have to do that sort of preparation, the sitting yeah. in front, going over all the material. When I do do that, everything comes out better. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I working. You know, I think you got to work off stage and on stage. But I, I tend to work a little. Like I don't know. I saw that Seinfeld documentary, and it seems like he works almost completely off stage. Mm -hmm. You know, like like his act is written, and then he goes yeah. up and says it. You know, that's yeah. what it seemed like from the documentary. Um, I do. I do more writing. I'm about maybe sixty forty. Where you know, as far as off stage writing to on stage writing, mm. you know. Yeah, I think you need both. You know, yeah. and people that don't write off stage, I'm always like, ah, oh, man, you're missing out. You really... Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. Yeah. 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 To get the most out. How long have you been doing stand up now? Uh, I started in '89. And so. when did you become world champion? That was at some point. You know, it's you know, it's I'm not great at math. It's one of my weaknesses, but. It was, uh, that was a, you know, I was dabbling in it in the, I would say, mid to late 90s, but it's it's changed, the persona has changed so much over the years. But it's it's such a weird one that you've yeah. always stuck with. Like, every time I see you, you've got a world champion yeah. hat on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would well, talk it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you get knighted, like uh, <laughs> Sir Ben Kingsley. It's like, he's not fighting... You know, Dragons. Uh, every day, but he was still officially knighted, so he still's got the title. Right, know? and and theoretically, I'm still undefeated, so I still got the title. But yeah, no, initially the world champion persona kind of started as when I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, Guinness Book of World Records, and I I always used to try to break them. Like when I was eight, I tried to break the pogo stick record. I think the record was like 13 hours straight. Oh my god! And I did it for an hour straight without missing. Really? And an hour when you're eight is like a really long fucking time. You know, and I was I was so bored. I was a little tired, but I was so bored, and and I was I was just like, "Fuck it, all right, this is not worth breaking this world record." It's amazing that it's only thirteen hours. I feel like I that could was at do the that. time. That was at the time. You know, that was in the seventies. That was like in seventy-seven. There's a gang of world records that people found out were pretty easy, and they went, "Wait, I can do that." Yeah, and then they broke them. I think there I'm are sure. there, there are yeah yeah. yeah. There's got to be because there's probably people haven't even tried. Yeah, like the Guinness Book is a fat book. Yeah, it is. It is. And you can, like, come up with a world record. Like, yeah, there's the group that does that, where they come up with ridiculous things that nobody else is doing, and then, you know, it would be like, it would be like a, a light rock, you know, um, 
juggling three of these the longest mm-hmm. you did it and then then you get a world right. record you know well didn't dane cook was it dane or was it uh chappelle who did the world record for the longest show i think they both had it at various times and then yeah. one of them broke the other but i'm then not sure who i, I think, think chappelle someone, broke uh, dane's i think someone else that no one's ever heard of did like 28 hours so i think crazy. it was tommy tiernan in ireland was i think it? he did 28 hours straight or something oh, like that oh, okay yeah yeah like okay yeah, it's like, fuck it, who wants to break that? Who's watching that show? Yeah, and who the, wants to break that? Yeah. yeah. This, what does it mean? Who wants to stay up for 28 <laughs> hours straight? Yeah, there's some weird world records, man. Yeah. There's some, like, what is it about world record? Like, I remember I wrote this article once about this guy who his world record was he had the longest fingernails ever. I remember that guy. He was in all the books when I was a kid. And his yeah. they curl up, and that guy has massive nerve damage in his shoulder. And has a hand that he yeah. cannot use for anything. Can't use for anything. Yeah. Can't wipe his ass. Can't save his life. Yeah. And he's because it's heavy. It's fucked up his yeah. nervous system. Yeah. Like his his body's imbalanced. It's like yeah. carrying a brick everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. A brick made out of fingernails. Yeah. So I was obsessed with those things, and then I uh, so. I think somewhere in like the early 90s or mid, mid 90s, I, I was like, uh, I started writing all these jokes about breaking all these ridiculous world records. And my act was always very joke heavy, you know, a lot of one liners. And it was always very, uh, you know, always did a lot of crowd work. Uh, and then I started making my own hats somewhere in the mid 90s. And I first made one that said <laughs> record breaker. And then I thought it would be funny to make a hat that said world champion, but not of what? Like, who is this idiot wearing a hat that says world champion? It doesn't even say what it is. Like, like you know, this is just, just this moron bragging kind of guy. Right. And that would also that and it was also good because then it would lure the audience in to ask me questions. And I love doing crowd work. So it kind of worked and it fed into these these like world record, these ridiculous athletic achievement jokes that I was doing right. at the time. And then at some point it sort of morphed and it became not a guy who was bragging. It became like an actual real-life superhero who really is this amazing athlete and sexual creature that is just better than everyone. And he's actually just humbly stating how amazing he is. You know, he talk about fucking Lewis Lane, you know, in, in front of Superman without him knowing it. Lewis Lane? Is Lois, that Lois, Lois, actually, brother? Yeah, that was Lewis. Yeah, it was Lewis Lane. It was uh, and that's actually her real name. She was She's transgender. A lot of people don't know that. The comics... Because of bigotry at the time, never addressed oh, it. Oh, they glossed uh, over it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they sure did. Wow, how rude of them. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Lois uh, is a weird name for a chick. I don't know any Loises. She might be the only Lois ever. Yeah, I don't know any Loises. <laughs> I don't know any Loises. So then, yeah, so then the world champion kind of became this, and that's what this karate book is, is just the, the real-life greatest martial artist and athlete ever to walk the planet <laughs> and who doesn't brag but is just you know so incredible and then the past few years it's morphed some more where the world champion is i mean he still has that you know that is still is the greatest athlete and stuff but it may not be talking about that but he's become a person who is a champion of the world and for the rights of the people of the world. So <laughs> so recently, like the past, I started doing shows in Europe about four years oh. ago, and uh, it really kind of opened up my mind uh, and my point of view, because you know when you're in a bad relationship, like you can't see it, but all your friends can see it because uh-huh. you're like too close. Yeah. But then if you step out, then you can like a, a couple oh, yeah. years later, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? You mm. know? Um, so... When I started performing shows like in England and other countries in Europe, I initially thought, oh, I'm going to be learning a lot about these countries. 
And I did that. But what I really started learning about a lot was my own country, because you were able to see how other people live, step away from the way you've been living and physically be farther away. So I started sort of just started seeing some of the hypocrisies and the ridiculousness of, you know, just the culture and the laws that we have, the bullshit with the government. And so I started uh, talking more about, you know, the past few years, bigger issues, whether it's, you know, classism, racism, you know, different kinds of things. So and I try to I still try to, you know, do it from the same ridiculous and absurd angles that my act has always kind of been. Um, but now with, uh, you know, dealing with like big issues like that, cause I've always liked doing like dark, twisted, crazy shit, you know, in, in my material and finding laughs in dark places. Um, and so now with like, if I do, if I'm doing bits about racism, I love it because I love how uncomfortable the audience gets. Like if I'm doing bits about uh, like I have one bit about terminology about black people should they be called black should they be called african-american You should see like usually the black people are they're a little uncomfortable at first, but then they're fine The white people are almost always Terrified to be even discussing this and that's where I like to I like to get comedy out of those situations You know, I've never been the guy who likes to get it out of the easy spot. I like going to where it's difficult uh, So I've been doing more stuff like that and I also like doing it for everyone, I don't Democrats, Republicans, because I don't find it interesting. Like if you're preaching to the choir, I never find that interesting right. or challenging. You right. know? I like doing a bit about gun about guns, and there's people on the right and the left, and they're all laughing at the shit. That's what I like doing and trying to do. You know, so so there's like a con a conscious effort you have when you're crafting your jokes to sort of like. Uh... Or is it just like what you normally just sort of gravitate well, the, towards? Well, these are things I normally gravitate towards, but I, I try to do it so that I, I try to point out the absurdity in it and to sort of like get people to laugh at something. And then they're realizing, wow, the fact that we're arguing over this is really absurd, you know, and, and so so that they're going to laugh at it no matter what, you know, what their point of view is on an issue like like like, say, gun control, you know, gun control, because uh, most people because both sides they want the same thing, you know, they want peace, you know, they want safety, whether yeah. you're for guns or against guns, they both want that. So they have something in common, but they're so passionate about, you know, we want our guns, uh, we don't want the guns, that they don't actually see that they actually have a more common ground than they think. Right. I mean, that's not what I preach in my act, but, you know, I, I take that, you know, that knowledge beforehand that these people actually agree more than they disagree. You know, it's how they go about solving the issue that they disagree. Well, I think when we set up two opposing camps, like the right and the left, Democrats yeah. and Republicans, you know, you, you almost always have these artificial barriers yeah. that are like set up in place for people reaching common ground. Yeah. They're like they're all they're already in place. Yeah. Like you it's can't already agree. black and white. It's already right. good guys versus bad guys. Well, it's no matter left, which side they, your left at, has you know. their ideas, and you have to oppose them if you're on the right, even right. if they make sense. Yeah. What it's what I think's gotten, and I think this has gotten worse, and I think some of it is due, like to the internet, uh, which we were talking about a little bit, you know, before the podcast started. Where it's like it's like nuance is like gone. It's mm -hmm. like like even on the internet, if on Twitter, if you say one thing, if you do one tweet and one person or one group gets offended, you are demonized forever. It's like you can't. Uh, it's like you'll you'll never be the same. You know, like right. they're they're done with you. It's almost like you know, like when a five year old kid 
eats broccoli for the first time and he just goes, yuck, and then spits it out. Right. It's like that's the way adults are now on like every big issue. Right. It's so like, you write a tweet about something, that's who you are. Yeah. That's you like, from now it's on. Like, there's there's no room for discussion. It's yeah. like you're evil. Uh, you have to go. Well, you it's know? also the just the, taking someone and judging them based on a tweet is so precarious because you're dealing with 140 characters. You have a limit yeah. of 140 characters. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times, especially if it's a joke. Yeah. You know, like there's so, so much more that you could say about that subject yeah. that would give like yeah. it would f sort of fill it all in yeah like oh here's judah's actual perspective right. on this right but instead you know they take 70 characters that you thought would be kind of funny to put out right. and go, like you piece of shit yeah. how dare you say that about yeah. blank yeah. you know and the fact that people come to a judgment about someone's entire being immediately mm -hmm. and then don't even want to discuss things. It's like yeah. it's like you can't progress if you can't discuss things. You well, know? I think you're dealing with what you're calling progressives. Yeah, and people that call oh, yeah, themselves no, progressives no, no. Man, are many, almost many people on the left, or, or when we're using labels again yeah. for lack of a better term, are more fascist than people on the right. You Definitely know, more regressive. Fascism can come from both sides, you know. And with freedom of speech, uh, people can. And I'm I'm someone who's for human rights, 100%, and always standing up for the underdog. There's actually a cartoon See, this the one. term fascist, I used to think this too, but I think the term yeah. fascist actually deals with conservative issues. I think, I'm pretty sure, like, Jamie, pull up the, the definition of fascist. Yeah, I'm forgetting, because I've looked it up before, people too. Because people use it, I think people use it incorrectly, because they just assume yeah. it's like... But I have this one uh, cartoon here in the <laughs> book, and uh, it's at a college campus... And it says, uh, Smoking Awareness Week. On the right, you have a good lung, which is white, and a bad lung, which is black. And underneath, they say, uh, this poster's racist. Then she goes, let's protest. That's like, the bad lung, which is black, is not bad because of anything to do with like the color. It's because a black lung is a polluted lung that is not healthy. I yeah, understand this. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but so some people, I'm saying some people, <clears throat> their heart's in the right place. Right. But they're misguided. Yes. Know. So that's without cartoons. Well, I, you know, here we go. Fascist. Governmental system led by a dictator having racism. I've seen more than one definition. <clears throat> that's yeah. interesting. I've seen a different definition. Let's look yeah, at Webster's well. definition. What do they say? Hmm. Organized society, government ruled by a dictator. Emphasizing aggression. But I've seen it. I've seen it written. Full definition. Let's see. A political philosophy. Mm. Centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator, dictatorial, that's a weird word, dictatorial leaderships. Right, but see, some of it is social regimentation, mm -hmm. you know, a, a certain philosophy that, right. that is forced upon people, you mm. know. Yeah, yeah, so that is fascist then. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's so much with culture now, there's such this, there's a, there's the, not in the concept of discussing something. And mm -hmm. also, when you talk to people who, who disagree with you on something, that's when you can really learn, you know, about their point of view and your point of view. You know, well, you both I, can learn. I think also what we're dealing with is there's a lot of people now that were marginalized before and didn't have a viewpoint, maybe in high school and in, right. in, maybe even in college. And now, because of the Internet, they've found like-minded people. They band together. And right. they really become sort of thought bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the people... It's not about, like, you just said something wrong. It's like you now have to be shamed for it. Exactly. Instead of, like, you know, if someone says something 
you know, that's even even if someone ever says anything to me about something, it's like I want to discuss it and find out why yeah. they're feeling that way, and then uh, if I still think differently, explain my my point of view to them so that they can see it. But yeah. I don't know. People just—it's like they just want to fight. They just want to shame and fight. It's well, they—they want to attack because they're afraid of being attacked themselves. They, it's oh, almost like I they want to attack first. Mm. That's a lot of what's going on. It's part of what I teach in my book, How to Beat Up Anybody, is really? self-offense. Yeah. Do you do you teach that Kick first, verbally? Ask well? questions. Never. Yeah. No. Shame first. No, 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 no. Before don't they that. shame you. No, no, no. Don't do that. Shame them to death, maybe. No, even. I don't do that. I don't shame people. No, not, never. Not, not into that. No. You should maybe that's what your new persona when you morph. Oh, okay. Again, oh, that's you'd be a shamer. That's interesting. You just start shaming people for shit that's not even shameful. Yeah, I like that. So uh, I, actually, I, I did that recently a little bit in my act. I did that a little bit. Yeah, where I'm sort of making fun of it. Like as soon as when people start clapping, I'm like, guys, just stop that. That's actually offensive to people without hands. Well, and then you... I'll say, uh, I said, uh, I know, I'd like to apologize for wearing a hat. That's offensive to our friends in the headless community. <laughs> you know, you know, just making fun of the people who are like. Way too. I had uh, this. Piecing. I had this woman, Christina Summers, on, who's a feminist, and uh, she calls herself the factual feminist. She uh -huh. kind of fights against a lot of uh, ridiculous ideology that's going around the what the quote unquote feminist community, where they're mm -hmm. spouting false statistics and fake fake studies or studies that are not real or very oh, really? biased. Well, within the feminist movement, there's there's their, many different factions. Yeah. And uh, fuck, I forgot what I was. Gonna Sorry, say. buddy. That's okay. Um. They'll come back to you. What did you just say before that? What were you just saying? Uh, we're talking about there's many different factions of feminism. No, no, no. It was before that. Shit. Uh, I, I was talking those. about the headless community and not offending them. Oh, clapping. That's what it was. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, she was saying that... Um, I'm fighting off a cold, I think. My brain's not so hot today. <clears throat> she I think was saying, it's going around with everybody. It is. Everyone's got some kind of weird sort of cold she was saying that she does these shows and uh where they um where you know people give speeches and they don't want people clapping because they think clapping will trigger people that have been beaten before so like hearing this yeah will Ugh. trigger the idea of you being I read beaten. Something so about they all that. have they do jazz hands or right. they snap yeah like they snap yeah cards. i read about the snapping thing just insane. <laughs> and you know, the original, I think when the beatniks in the 60s in New York used to do the snapping, that was because they were having illegal shows. And if they all applauded, that would, the neighbor, people who lived, you know, on the upstairs or next door would hear the applaud, then they'd call the cops and shut them down. Really? So they did the snapping because it was quieter than, cap, than clapping. And that way they can still show... Like that, you know, appreciation, appreciation. Yeah. So that was the initial thing why the beatniks did it. Is but that they, real? I, I think so. It's because they had illegal speakeasies where oh. where there were like after hour shows going on and shit. My mom used to have this really cool lamp in her house that was made with like lead and stained glass. And it was from an original speakeasy from the prohibition. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck she did with that thing. It was so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I don't know if she sold it or got rid of it or what. God damn it. I wish I had that, though. Because she had it restored and put together. I mean, it's like a, a lamp from, like, 1921 or something like that. Where <clears> where, <throat> where is she? Where, like... Uh, my mom lives in Mexico now. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, my mom and my stepdad, they live in Mexico. They cool. found, like, this strange community of expats in Mexico. A lot of people move to Mexico when they get yeah, older. I think Jesse Ventura's yeah. got, like, a place down there. Yeah, he lives in Mexico. It's, he's a I want to go weird fucker. I want to get to know Mexico because I really don't know it that well at all. Mexico is awesome. I love Mexico. I hear Mexico City is just amazing. It's very cool. 
And they have a lot of but, good filmmakers coming out of there now. But the pollution is staggering. Really? Yeah, I took photos of it and put it up on my Instagram. And uh, see if you can find one of those. You can't even believe it. It doesn't even look real. It looks like you're flying into a fire. Why have friends like from Beijing in China and like... Ooh, that's even worse. It's just insane. I think yeah. that's the worst in the world. Right? Yeah, China yeah. has some I of the worst. I think so. Yeah. But it, Mexico City was so bad, I was getting headaches there. And you smell it. You smell it when you land. You're like, whoa. Like the and apparently, they say the pollution is way better now than it was a decade ago. Wow. Which is very hard to believe. Wow. Traffic there is also insane. Nobody, right. the, the traffic lights are a fucking joke. Right, it's a free-for-all, right? And trying yeah. to merge. Like, look at that. That's yeah. flying in. That's Mexico City. Yeah. Like, that cloud yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. shit. That is, uh, that's... I, when I was driving here, I just read some... I just heard it on the radio. In Porter Ranch, there's some kind of gas leak. And, oh, yeah? Yeah, and they, they just got this camera, um, the special camera that can, like, see gas. And it's like, st they like the, the, the government and the authorities said, no, it's not leaking. And someone got this special camera that can, like, see gas, and it's still going everywhere in Porter Ranch. And, 700, and 700 families have moved out. And, and they're, like, trying to, like, fight the government and sue the government or that plant or whatever that's doing it. Yeah. Oh, God. Because I'm like, that's not that far from here. New infrared video shows possible gas cloud yeah. lingering above. Oh, whoa. What yeah, and it's still, like, leaking like crazy. And I'm like... What the fuck? That's the gas? Yeah, that's what the Holy special cameras see. shit. That's going on now. They had a big meeting last night. <coughs> and they said 700 families have moved out on their wow. own like the government didn't tell them to. they're like they were like fuck it we don't trust you guys we're moving out wow good for them the, the government but that's is like the close last to here, person right? you should ever listen to they're very close to here that's only yeah. like five or six miles because i'm like there. that gas can't be just going to porter ranch it's not like it no. knows it's probably uh, going right to jamie's head yeah yeah this is this is fucked but that that the, the government is all about trying to minimize the the impact on the cult the economy in these areas Right, you know, so right. If there's if people are breathing; they're not dropping dead right. on the spot. Capital, capitalism wins. Yeah. yeah. What is this lady doing with a mask on and sunglasses? That bitch is the one who least she let the gas out herself. Oh she's yeah, covering. maybe she did it. Yeah, that's what she's doing. She's like a, she's like a bad guy that shows up at the scene of the crime. Look at her. Yeah. I don't know how this gas got out, but we got to get out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's got a monkey wrench in her back pocket. Yeah. She's <laughs> unscrewing the gas. Gas leak controversy at Porter Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No. Nah. You know what else um, isn't good? <laughs> it was something I wanted to talk about today because it was so fucking ridiculous. I, I tweeted it earlier today. There's this um, man who's a 52-year-old father who identifies as a sixty as a six-year-old girl. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's hilarious because I tweeted it, and it's this story about this. Uh, he's Canadian. And this guy who uh, identifies as a six-year-old girl. Okay. And like this All is the his time. thing. Yes. So he dresses up like a six-year-old and acts like a six-year-old. Yes. That's what he d identifies as. He Weird. identifies as. And this sort of, <clears throat> you know, people don't want to admit this, but this sort of is what's going on with a lot of folks when it comes to this whole transgender thing. Uh -huh. The idea that you identify with something, like being normal and healthy, and right. th this is the extreme of that. I mean, yeah. You're right now. You cannot look at that and not think that guy is out of his fucking mind. Yeah. But when I tweeted it, then I, I watched all the other people that are commenting on and online, and there's people that are very supportive of the transgender community and very supportive of transgender rights, and they, they've they hit this wall of 
ridiculousness? Like, that, what, how do you respond to this now? Do you say, okay, that's enough? Well, if that's enough, is that enough? Well, well, what do we do about Bruce Jenner? Right. What, what, what right. you know? How do you? What do you? What do you say about this guy? What do you say about that yeah. guy who wants to be a woman, That's or this guy who thinks he's a fox, or this guy who you know? I'm a raccoon kin. I mean. People are out of their fucking mind, and that's something we're going to have to come to grips with in this 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 and that's thing okay that we're doing. Where we're mind. trying to be progressive, yeah. Yeah. and we're trying to be as uh, as open minded and accepting of diversity as possible. You're going to deal with this. I think he, this is awesome. I think you should go back to kindergarten. This guy, he, he's there. Yeah, that is kindergarten. Six is his first grade. Yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah, I went out with a girl once. Uh oh. And... How old? How no, old no, was this girl? Was... How old were you? You fuck. No, she was like twenty. Five, 26. Oh, that's, that's a woman, have you yeah. know. So I went out with her, but I think she had, we went out a short time. We went out for like a few weeks we dated, but she had, or maybe more, uh, I think she had split personality disorder. Why is that? Because sometimes she was completely normal, and then sometimes she, it was like she had no vocabulary and would speak in broken English. And like, I would just be talking about something and be like, yeah, I saw this thing on CNN. And then she'd go, what's CNN? I'm like, well, you have to know what CNN is. You know, you, you don't, you're, you grew up in New York City and you don't know what CNN is. And then another point, like, uh, we we're talking, I was talking about the New York Jets game. And she's like, what are the Jets? And I'm like, how do you, you, you grew up here in New York. How do you not know, even if you don't watch football, you know, you're going to see an ad uh, that's you know on a bus that's driving by or did something. Did you have sex with this girl? No, I didn't. I didn't. Good and, for you. And and now uh, so so at some and then at one <laughs> point we're sitting in my car, and she's talking normal like Queen's accent, and then she starts talking all of a sudden like in like broken English like Hi, how are you? Oh, okay. And I'm like, what? You know. And then at first second she goes, Come on, get it together, get it together. I'm like, She said that to herself. Yeah, yeah, to herself. You know, you know, she's like talking to herself. Oh, well, she's crazy. Julie. Yeah, yeah. And then and then she wanted to make a commitment like. Like, 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 let's get serious. About what? About, about, about dating, like being a couple. But she wanted, but she had something, but she said to me, she had something really serious she needs to tell me. Mm. But she can't say it until after I, you know, say to her that I want to be in a committed relationship with her. Just the two oh, of us. Oh, okay. So I'm like, <clears throat> no, that's the kind of shit you put out beforehand. <laughs> you know. She's got her own so, rules, man. So I, so I noticed, like, when she would start changing her voice, talking that broken English, it was almost like her vocabulary got worse, too. So I, I actually think she had split personality disorder, where one was like, she was like a little girl. Was she hot? Yeah, she's very good looking. She yeah. hung out with her. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, but didn't work out, but good girl. <laughs> yeah, but interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's people whose brains don't work so good. Yeah. Just like some people have club foot. Right. Some people have shitty brains. Right, club brain. Yeah, for sure. Cleft yeah. palate. Yeah. Fucked up brain. Yeah. It's just, you know, defects. Dude, I love your, I just want to say I love the uh, the American Werewolf in London werewolf he got out there. Pretty dope, huh? Yeah, that was a great movie. Shout out to Pat McGee. There's a guy named Pat McGee. He does uh, special effects for um, films, yeah. uh, makeup stuff. Dude, that's an incredible he job that, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he has a mold. He makes them for you, you can, anybody who wants one can get one. Really? Yeah, he does a, a Yeti too. He's a big giant Yeti. Oh, cool. And uh, he does the alien. From I'm going to look him up because that's that's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And that was a great yeah. movie. Well, he's one of those guys that believes in makeup, special uh -huh. effects as opposed to CGI. I did that. I was into that when I was a little kid. Me too. Yeah. Really? Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. into Rick Baker. I wanted yeah. to do that for the yeah. movies. Like, yeah. After I saw Star Wars, like the cantina, yeah. the cantina scene. Yeah, yeah. Cantina. Cantina. Cantina scene. Yeah. Uh, I remember saying, thinking, "Whoa!" Like that was all a bunch of masks. Yeah. 
But meanwhile, if you watch that today, it looks so stupid. The masks are so obviously masked. They right, don't move. Right. They're just but, rubber frozen. But that scene, ah. like, blew people away. <clears throat> well, the movie yeah. did. Yeah. The yeah. special effects were incredible. I still love that movie. Oh, I think the spaceship yeah. stuff is still great in that movie. Oh, uh, it's fucking terrible. Watch is it again. It? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I can't see it. Because when I watch it, I just love it. Well, but, you know what uh, I watched this morning? I watched it with my kid. I watched... Um, the Planet of the Apes from 2001. Was that with the Marky Wahlberg? Mark? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that at all. But I was watching the special effects. I'm like, wow, just 14 years ago, special effects look like shit. Yeah. They look so fake. But at the time, we were like, whoa, cool. Right. That's finally, they got it. He's right. in space for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that suspension of disbelief was. Uh, yeah. But yeah. now, I mean, like, you know, Interstellar or something like that, it's like, wow, yeah. they've, they've got it. I don't know. Sometimes when I see stuff now, I still like the the superhero movies. It'll be like, okay, here's Robert Downey Jr. talking to Mark Ruffalo, mm -hmm. and then they put on their superhero costumes, and then it's like watching a cartoon. You right. Know? It's like yeah, yeah. I, I never feel like it's Robert Downey Jr. in that suit when he's flying around and punching shit. Yeah, that's why know? they have to do the cutaway to his face with all the lights yeah. on it because he's got the mask right, on. Right. Right. So it, I still, I just, I kind of lose <coughs> believability with that stuff. I uh, sat down with my kids the other day, um, and we watched King Kong, the 1933 version of King oh, yeah. Kong. Oh, yeah, my Faye God. Ray. Yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. It was. It's incredible to watch what a difference movies are, like what, what difference it is between a 1933 movie and a yeah. 2015 movie. Yeah. I even like the 1976 one with Jeff Bridges and yeah. uh, Jessica Lange. Well, we watched the 2005 version as well. I went back to back oh, from yeah. the 33 to the 2005. I just showed them the King Kong scenes just so they could see the difference. Right, right. Oh, that's so cool. You're well, educating them in special effects. Well, yeah. Well, we were that's watching. Awesome. Well, this is what it was. You know, uh, I have a TV in my car. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we were watching uh, Monsters, Inc. And Monsters, okay. Inc., there was a place they were going called Harryhausen's. Uh -huh. And Harryhausen is Ray Harryhausen, who's yep. a famous sp special effects guy. It was like a shout-out in the movie to Ray Harryhausen, because obviously Monsters, Inc. was an animated movie. Right. And so uh, I was explaining to them who Ray Harryhausen was. And I said, well, I'm going to show you guys some old-school animation so right. you get a chance to look at right. it. And so I played them King Kong, and they were fucking howling laughing. <laughs> They thought it was so stupid. They were like, oh, my God. Like, there it is. But see, you got to yeah. get a video of it. Pull, see if yeah. you can pull a video of the first time yeah, that he, King Kong he was sees Faye Ray. Harryhausen so was the king of stop-motion animation. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he did King Kong. He did uh, some of those Sinbad movies. Oh. And uh, it was so He bad. actually did the... I think one of the last ones, or last one he did, was Clash of the Titans in like 1981. <laughs> Look how stupid it yeah, looks. Yeah, it's got the strobing. And yeah. it's obvious that they're not in the same plane. Yeah. You know, like him, him and her, they're not in the same place. Like, And then they had the head. There was the big head that wasn't the same thing. It wasn't right. claymation animation. It was like a big mechanized face where the mouth opened right. and shut. And then they went to this thing. Like, look how oh. fake it looks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just sort of ignore it, and I still get into it. Look at the oh, lighting, yeah. though. Look how good the lighting is, man. Well, for 1933, this was amazing. Yeah. Like, people couldn't believe it. Like, see, they yeah. would go to this. This was the machine yeah. that the mouth would just open and close. And then Faye Ray was screaming and yelling. And even the style of acting they did was so different. The yeah, way yeah. they talked then, well, what kind of a film are we going to make here? You know, it was like the opposite of a lot of acting you see in, like, American indie films now, where almost mm -hmm. like... 
people have no energy and right. it's like they have no acting they're just everyone's just walking around with a blank face yeah you know here they they really overdid it they put a lot of energy into it well i yeah. think that was reminiscent or it was a an after effect rather of doing things on stage with no film with no microphones ah interesting because when makes they sense. when they used to have no microphones you used to have to project and right so you would have to talk like that right so the back of the room could hear you right and be more physical yeah. with your motions yeah. and stuff that makes sense and so 1933 you got to think well they've only been doing movies for like a couple decades back then yeah especially movies where people got to talk not even not even, not even. really yeah when was the first silent movie or i think the, in the teens yeah silent i think in the teens i think yeah. it was the 1800s Really? Okay. Yeah, I feel like 1800 was the first silent movie. But talkies came <clears throat> in the 20s, I think, or the teens. Something like I that, think. yeah. yeah. So. so 1933, it was all really, really new. Yeah. Well, okay, here cool. we go. 1891, wow. Until 1927, <clears throat> when the first talkie was. So that's incredible. So, so you're talking about six years. Yeah, six. Six years of talkies before King Kong came out. Yeah. So they really didn't have it. I mean, that's like a 2011 yeah. movie. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I think it would be so cool to go back in time and to try to be like an actor in those times and like, oh you know, God. be in the silent movies and You'd then crush and it then, and then get in talkies. I mean, it was just. You would know so much. You would go yeah. back in time. You would think of you as just like this wise yeah. genius. Oh, I didn't like, think of it that way. I thought so about much. actually just living back then. Like if you were born back then, well, people, living back then. I, I wonder how much of a representation, how much, how accurate the representation of people were in those films as to like what they were really like in real life. Oh, yeah. You know? No idea. It's hard when you see people talking like that. Yeah, yeah. Say, mister, who are you? Yeah. You know, you don't get a sense of what they really were like. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, they I might have been. I, I think they were pretty savage. Yeah, I don't I think, know. I don't know. I think if you look at. There's a bunch of stuff that happens in those movies that you don't see today, like in movies, or you definitely don't see on television shows. First of all, like domestic abuse. Oh, yeah. Men just smack the fuck out of women all the time in those movies. Even in, like, the original movie Footloose, there are scenes where the main girl is getting the shit kicked out of her yeah, by her boyfriend. Yeah, by her boyfriend, right. Yeah, and yeah. even today, if that was happening, it would they wouldn't actually show it. You know what I mean? Maybe, uh, but know, it but wouldn't they, be they, like they, Footloose. It, it wouldn't even be in the right. It wouldn't even be in the sh in the story. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because I think when you look at something from like 1933, even though I don't think that's exactly how they behaved, it gives you a window into the culture. It gives oh you yeah, this bizarre view of people from a completely different era. Yeah. I mean, watch Gone with the Wind, and you'll be like, wow, oh, this is like yeah. the most racist movie so ever made. So fucking racist. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot of those. How is that? How are, like, how are people not talking about this? Well, you yeah. know what else is racist as fuck, man? Peter Pan. I really? Yeah, Peter Pan, the original Peter Pan cartoon. I was playing it for my kids. And uh, we were like, whoa, like about my, uh, Native Americans. Oh, about yeah. Native no, I've, I've seen some of those cartoons. Oh it's my like, God. <laughs> it's... It's <clears throat> angering and embarrassing. Yeah. You know? It's like, you're like, wow. Yeah. And that was the normal shit that everybody mm -hmm. saw. Yeah. The old Popeyes are great, too. I've been watching those the old Popeyes. Those are great Popeyes. cartoons. They are great. Especially the black and white ones. Mm -hmm. Those are like But amazing. they're so violent. Violent as hell. And, and Bluto very, is and always creative. trying to rape yeah. olive oil. Yeah, like yeah, literally like raper. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like kidnapper. Yep, and, and raper. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they, they don't show his hips thrusting, right. but apparently everything else is in there. Like yeah. the, he's grabbing her and she's yeah. screaming. He's pulling her away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even talk. He just he just grunts <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's 
but the violence is so prevalent. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, cartoons were all about violence back yeah. then. And they were great. <laughs> well, the weird thing is you can still watch them, but you can never yeah. make them. Like, you could still watch Warner oh, yeah. Brothers cartoons. You could still watch Wile E. Coyote and right, Bugs Bunny, right. but you could never make a cartoon like that. Today, and put I it guess. on television. I mean, it would have to be a niche market, I guess. You know. Well, it wouldn't be for children. No, 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 not for kids. But isn't that they amazing? Yeah. That was what we grew up with. Yeah. Well, look at how, like, some schools, you know, they're, they, you know, they're not supposed to play dodgeball anymore. It's like, it's too dangerous. You well, know? we're becoming like, pussies. They're giving yeah. kids participation yeah. trophies. What the fuck is that? There's a re you know, it sucks to lose, okay? That's how you get better. Yeah. You, you can't keep your kids from bad feelings. And the lower income kids who grow up lower income, they don't have that issue. Because mm -hmm. they're like, you know, they're still barefoot and it'll be a five-year-old kid riding an adult 10-speed, you know, with no helmet <laughs> on. You know, it's like, that's like, like when I lived way out in Queens, you'd see that shit all the time, you know. Like, yeah. You know, Latino kid just, you know. Literally, like, four years old, and he's on a 10-speed, no shoes, just cruising down the fucking Where's street. Where's his parents? Yeah, you don't see them anywhere. Yeah, it's just, just let like, that kid out the he's door. he's fine. Yeah. Jesus, most of them come back alive. Yeah. It's just about numbers. Yeah, and, he's, and he was good, you know. <laughs> you know, that'd be like an adult riding, like, a 10-foot bicycle. Well, New know? York is interesting in that way that you get to see so many different styles of parenting, so many different styles of just living. All jammed into one area, yeah, stacked yeah. on top of each other, different boroughs, but all yeah. in the sort of same central location. Yeah, it's not as diverse as it used to be. It's really becoming a boring kind of city. It's really, so, yeah. And what's I, happening? I, well, I, I deal with that some of my book here, where it's like you go to, like one block will literally have, there's a CVS right next to a Rite Aid, and then a block away there's a Walgreens. And then there's like five banks like on that block, and that's like that's all there is, you know. And it's like it's like it's turning that way like everywhere. It's like it's become such a wealthy city. Uh, it's it's oh, just become that's interesting. It's become boring, you know. Like even uh, you know, like some, you know, like when I look at L.A. now and New York, L.A. to me seems in many ways more diverse than New York does. Really? Uh, because, you know, I think an apartment in L.A. is probably half, you know, 50% cheaper than what it is in New York, if not more. Oh, okay. So and it's just so, sort of priced everybody out. Yeah, it's classism, basically. So it's like the only people... I know doctors in New York City who live in Jersey because they can't afford to live in New York City. Whoa. You know, so it's like... it's Because the finance people make more money than anybody. Right. You know... Isn't that uh, funny? Yeah. All they're doing is moving numbers around. I know. <laughs> They steal the numbers. Because I, I was always like, what do these guys do? And then I finally realized that they make money. Like, like, like you do comedy, and then people come to the show, and you get paid. Like, that's, that's a service you provide. But those finance guys, they make money. That's all they do. They, 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 they don't do anything. They just <laughs> find a way to make more money. That's all they do. Well, they don't even make it. They no, just yeah, they don't physically it. make it. Yeah, they move it around. They move it around, but take some for themselves. Yeah. Giant yeah. chunks of it. Yeah. We made a big deal today. What did you yeah. do? You moved ones and zeros from yeah. non-physical place to another non-physical place? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. they, they make all the fucking money. Yeah. And there, a lot of them are fucking barbarians. I used to work out with a lot of these guys that um, became stock market guys. Uh -huh. They became stockbrokers back in Boston. And they were fucking animals. They were savages. And then I ran into one of them and he was wearing a suit and tie and he looked great. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? He goes, hey, I'm stockbroken now. I'm a stockbroker. And he was just making all this money in the stock market and yeah. just doing coke and punching people and yeah, like, whoa, that's 
it's a crazy business. I mean, there's like no morals at all in that business, and no. and a lot of the shit they do, I think, is illegal in other countries. You know, that's, well, it should be. I mean, yeah. look at what the the infamous market crash of 2008. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. was that all about? Yeah. So nobody got prosecuted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy if if you look at. I mean, how much of the same laws are still in place that yeah. allowed them to do that? Yeah. And allowed them to set up the, the whole subprime mortgage loan crisis thing. It's like when when you look at what that actually was, it's like a gigantic pump and dump scheme. Yeah, yeah. But, but for the whole country. Yeah. It's it's just crazy that no one went to jail. No one. Well, you that's have to another do thing. Like we're, Bernie... both, we're both parties. You know, yeah. both parties are they're they're not that different you know they get marketed as they're so different but they're mm -hmm. really not that different you know they they basically work for whoever has the most money i think socially and, and they're different socially that that's yeah. the only area they're different but every, but but financially they're most of them are just corrupt feeding the same feeding the same shit you know they they don't work for people they work for mega corporations that have billions and billions and billions well that's the only you know? way you can get into the white house unless you're a donald trump guy yeah, unless you have your own money, where you can finance yeah. your own campaign. I don't even campaign. think he has enough money to do it. I don't. I don't even think he does. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the money that the money that you're talking from these corporations is is much more than he can have as an individual. You know, um, and I think mo I think the the biggest reason uh, that he's been able to get his message out so much is how much free press he gets. Right, you know, that's a good point. It's, it's like the news is always <clears throat> taking. Oh, I don't know. How does he keep getting? How does he keep being ahead? I'm like, he's, you're all he fucking shows. It's, right. it's like he's getting hours of free advertisement every fucking day. I've never seen a political uh, campaign where they actually go breaking news. Trump's giving a speech in Iowa, and then they just show the whole fucking speech for an hour. Yeah, you well, know, they're hoping th he says something wacky about right. Muslims, and that's never happened before. Where they actually just show an entire campaign speech, you know, and then like, wow, I wonder why the other Republicans don't have that much uh, votes because you don't, you didn't even fucking show thirty seconds of their campaign speech. But to me, you know? it seems like, and I don't. I try not to watch this stuff too much it's until it like gets down to the last couple of months of the campaign. Right. But it feels like that what Donald Trump's doing is sprinting. Like there's a marathon going on, and he just came out of the gate running as fast as he can. Mm. And like he's winning. Like, but you can't keep that up. Yeah, you can't keep that up. Yeah. And and his the way he's talking, it's almost like he's trolling. Like when he said he wants to oh, ban Muslims coming definitely. into America, I'm like, yeah. what? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. You can't. What? Yeah. You're gonna ban Muslims? All of them? Yeah. Just you can't. You can't have a religion because yeah. what? Wait a minute. What percentage of the people we're talking about that are blowing things up and shooting people? Yeah. Is it even one one hundredth of one percent? Probably not. No, yeah. it's not Probably even. Probably not. Like, but you're gonna ban all the Muslims that are yeah. coming? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And He's then out of his fucking mind. And then he did a speech about it. They asked him, and he goes, "Well, what I'm talking about wouldn't even have to be for that long." Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. He goes, just until we figure out yeah. what the hell is going on. Yeah. Like, he's just speaking in these sort of vague terms. Yeah. It's like, I feel like he's trolling. I don't yeah. feel like he's a real serious candidate. Yeah, you almost hope it's like in six months he's going to not, he's going to withdraw and just say the entire thing was like some kind of bizarre performance art thing, you know, <laughs> just just like, making fun of our entire media. And, a big Joaquin and, Phoenix yeah, sort of and, a thing. And political, uh, <coughs> you know, arena, you know, it's just... Because, yeah, the, the news media is just, it just you know, I mean, I don't like them. I think they're fucking horrendous, period. You know? Well, what they are they're, is a business. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They, they're that's an what people, and those people don't realize, yeah. 
they're in the entertainment business. Yeah. And that's what's entertaining. A guy yeah. like Donald Trump is entertaining. Right. But they that's should be sells. labeled. Yeah. They shouldn't be allowed to be called news. You're right. Well, and the I word think that news... happened to Fox News in Canada. Really? I think they were not allowed to be broadcast in Canada unless they were called, uh, labeled as entertainment and not news. What? Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's just because someone the girls, told me that recently. The girls that they have on that show, they're too distracting. Oh, okay. Too hot. <laughs> too many. But I think she demons. I think that should be the way with you know ninety percent of the news. You know, because it's just you know, it's it's not about giving you real news. It's about getting viewers yeah i mean you know. there's a lot of really interesting things that are going on in the world they're not going to cover it because yeah. it's not going to it's not going to attach to your reptilian brain yeah it's not going to your your mind is just not like gonna... when things are slower you know if there's some missing uh eight-year-old white girl you know that'll be the that'll oh, yeah. be the news story for two years you know? yeah i mean how many brown kids get killed every day nothing yeah, yeah. one yeah. <laughs> little cute white girl with yeah. pigtails gets scooped up in a van yeah. they're finally doing that a little bit less now but yeah. for you know, decades, that was the main news thrust. It works. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, this Donald Trump thing, it fucking works. You have that guy on TV, you're going to get people to pay attention. Yeah. <clears throat> it's sad. It's sad, but it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It, but I think today, it's sort of opened the door for all these alternative news sources. Yeah, you have to, if you want to get real news, you really have to put effort in it's not yeah. going to just show up on your television well the you internet gotta, is going to look for it. a fantastic resource now because you can get all sorts of unbiased perspectives and perspectives yeah. from all these different sides yeah. you can all... also get misinformation oh, yeah. so you got to be careful but yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can get all over the world you know you can yeah. you can go online and watch news from other countries and see how they report one of the cool things about new york though as opposed to la is that new york is not a showbiz based city correct yeah it's uh it's more diverse that way but I tell you, more and more and more, it just feels like a finance city. You know, I keep hearing that, man. We had, You're Giuliani, not that we had Giuliani for eight years, and then we had Bloomberg uh, for 12. Now, legally, you're only allowed to be a mayor for eight maximum. And then Bloomberg was like, well, I want to change things. And uh, so they did a new vote, and uh, it was just amongst, I think, other politicians, and he got voted to be allowed to go a third term. That's hilarious. Yeah. So and now, Why can't Obama do that? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I Blo bet, Bloomberg I bet it did it, and Bloomberg was interesting because you know he he's a Republican and very conservative on some issues, you know, especially financially, uh, but then on some other issues um, he wasn't. Uh, so you know he he was he was good and bad, and Giuliani mm -hmm. did good and bad things too. You know, I mean, for the arts, Giuliani was horrendous. You know, he was, was he? Uh, he was closing down. They found a loophole from the some law from the eighteen hundreds about how you. You can't have dancing. Uh, you have to have a dancing. You have to have a cabaret license if anyone's going to dance at a bar. So if a couple of people just, if you wanted to put on, if there's a bar and they have an extra room and you want to put on a comedy show uh, or something and someone's dancing in a, or a sketch comedy show and someone's dancing in a skit, they can shut you down. Yeah. What? So he started acting laws like that. So he, he started, he started actually enforcing them. He started, they started enforcing that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What What was the purpose behind that? Like, why did he Why did he want to do that? What was his motivation? I don't know, but you know, he also closed a lot of the strip clubs. Uh, he He enacted this. I think it was either the sixty forty law or the forty sixty law. And for a while, there was a comedy club that was so basically, if you had a strip club, he changed the laws so that now only forty percent of your place can be a strip club. Sixty percent has to be another business. That was a lot of what? Yeah, that was a lot of so so. Wait a minute. Yeah, what does that mean? Like you could sell hats? 
Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you just you just have uh, like I remember for a while when they closed some of the porno theaters in Times Square. This is these are places that go back pre-internet. You know, where you actually go to a movie theater to watch a porno because that right. used to be the only place you can fucking watch one, and it's just you know bunch of depressed guys you know jerking off or waiting to jerk off you know and uh so so uh i went to one of those after they had closed the porn and they were it was a short period i think it was only like a few months or something and they were showing uh so they were just showing like old john wayne movies and shit what so and there were still just like 30 guys in there just you know most of these are guys on edge this is like 20 years ago guys on edge and like homeless guys just sitting there it was it was maybe the most depressing thing i had seen where i think guys were thinking they were still like i'm i was wondering like do they think they're still going to show the pornos because it says it's a john wayne movie or are they just like they're just holding on hopefully that like well maybe they'll sneak a porno in there or something oh, but God. it was it was one of the most depressing things i had seen uh but, but yeah, so they had this sixty forty law, and I remember there was a comedy club for a while that was in one of them. I th- I can't remember if it was called String Fellows or another one. It was on t- around Twenty First Street and Broadway, which is you know a business and residential area. It's not like it's an area where there's just tons of porn. So right. you have like you know expensive apartments and other business stuff, and then oh here's a porno place, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean a strip club, you know. And so basically. Um, 60% of it became a comedy club, and uh, but they still had strippers working there. And it was such a weird feeling, but it was I'd never felt more safe at a comedy club because they still had all the bouncers from the strip club there. So That's it's all hilarious. these guys in, like, tuxedos, these huge <laughs> dudes in tuxedos. And the stage was, like, really high, uh, you know, so that because it's designed to be looking up at strippers. And people you know. can't grab you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and then downstairs were lockers where the strippers were, like, changing and shit. So you'd be, like, seeing them down there. and How and, bizarre. Yeah, and then you just go through, like, a little swivel door, <clears throat> and then you're in the, the strip club. But that didn't last too long. But they had to do that for a while because they had to... They, they enacted these new laws and they had to do something. That is so strange. So this is a, this is a new law or was it an no, old this was, law this was when Juli- This is when Giuliani, <coughs> I, th- I think the 60-40 was a new law <clears throat> that he enacted. But yeah. what that doesn't even make any sense. But, but is it 60% in terms of revenue or is it in terms of physical space? I think it was physical space. Here it is yeah. right here. A legacy of the Giuliani area in New York, yeah. the 60-40 rule up forces any adult business to devote more than 40% of its square footage to adult yeah, entertainment. <clears throat> no more than 40% to adult entertainment, meaning the strip clubs must fill the other 60% with non-adult business endeavors. Yeah. This is why the Penthouse Executive Club has Robert's Steakhouse and New York Dolls has a bikini bar front lounge. What an asshole! Yeah. So what, what an asshole! So basically, to think that he most can of them, that. most of them just fucking went out of business. And they're yeah. gone. You know, they're they're just gone. You know. Uh, what a shit! But I remember rule. going to New York in like '81, and it was so cool. You would see Cats. You know, the big Broadway show Cats, and then right next to it, The Sperminator. <clears> and it was, it was just like I love. <laughs> I just love that that variety. You know, right. that dichotomy of seeing you know the grungiest shit next to the highest end shit. You know, and it was just it was exciting. You know, but now it's just it's just corporate, 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 corporate. Well, chain, Times chain, Square. chain, chain. Yeah, but it almost it's almost like like Times Square is now all just chain places. Yeah. But now that's becoming 
it, you just see it spreading throughout the whole city. Really? Yeah. Like I, I, like I overhear college kids, you know, and they're they're excited. They're like, "Oh yeah, my dorm's so great because there's a Panera Bread uh, right next to it, and uh, and there's a Quiznos, uh, you know, right nearby." And I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's hard to even get a good slice of pizza in New York anymore. Really? Because uh, much harder. Two things happened. Um, 60-40. No, not the 60 percent porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Your business has to be forty percent. You have porn. to have forty percent tits. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened with the pizza is well, first of all, Manhattan and half of Brooklyn, hardly any of the people that live there are actually from New York anymore. So you don't even like you don't have so. You have people moving from the suburbs, so they don't really know good pizza. So they're not really so, New Yorkers. They're just kind of living there because they're making yeah. a lot of money now. Yeah. So instead of like, you know how L.A. is very transient. Everyone, like, I was voted most beautiful in high school, so I'm going to go to L.A. and try to become an actor, an actress. Right. You know? Well, New York is now, uh, I got good grades in school, and uh, my dad works for this firm, and that firm hired me in New York, so that's why I'm in New York. You know? So it's uh, it's changed a lot. Like, almost every girl I've gone out with in the past seven eight years is either finance or a corporate lawyer or something like that and because that's that's who you meet you know it's like i don't meet anyone like here in la everyone i meet is doing something in arts or entertainment or, or trying to you know and in new york it's that happens maybe five ten percent of the time how just, bizarre just, so yeah. it's just a gigantic financial city now yeah in a lot and of that's ways. what bloomberg wanted because yeah that's his background and his goal was to make it the financial center of the world and i think he kind of did you know because when i first started doing comedy in new york in the late 80s and early 90s you know because uh, i moved to new york in 87 there was always you know the wall street guys you know and but that th was down in one area in Wall Street, and now that it, that business is throughout the whole city. You know, wow. so it's it's uh, it's grown, and uh, it's going to be hard to reverse. Yeah, I I don't. <laughs> like you, know. you can you can sort of gentrify an area, yeah. But taking an area and making it like more local and yeah. independent, yeah. And, and and getting like artists and stuff yeah. in good I, luck yeah because i think even i remember even years ago comics and you know you know and some people might say oh this is sex or whatever but you know i think it's just guy locker room talk would have arguments who's got hotter chicks new york or la i remember that's like, definitely years, sexist yeah and we don't allow yeah. that on this show yeah because you can't talk about feelings yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, so I mean, so anyways, you know, comics. We used to, you know, you travel around. You, yeah. So you always have that argument: who's got the hotter chicks, New York and L.A. Canada. And some, and some, yeah, Canada's very hot, very yeah, hot chick. So, win. so they, um, uh, so like it used to be like it was always close, you know. And then some guys would always agree with L.A. Some guys would say New York. And now I think if you would have to place the vote, I think L.A. would win easily. You know, because uh, New York, you don't you don't see the variety of like you used to see women from you know all over the world. So the the, the you know everywhere on the planet you'd see women. You know, it was beautiful women from everywhere, and it was just you know you don't see this variety anywhere. But in New York, you would see it. Now you, you don't see it that much, and you know you, you don't even see a lot of interesting fashion walking around the streets of New York. You used to always see that, you know, because if everyone's working in finance, that's, you know, that's not the most fashionable group of people, you know, well, they're not seems interested like in that. The worst when you, in terms of like artistic people, yeah. in terms of like creative people, yeah. like if that's going to take over, that's going to be the worst for that. I mean, for hotness, you mean? No, I mean, oh. for, for having diversity, for having unique oh, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. for yeah. having yeah. artistic people. Like, yeah. 
that like there's a lot of industries that could move in where things could be kind of cool like if the tech right, industry right. moves in like right. like San Francisco is a good example right a lot of money in San Francisco yeah. and a lot of people are complaining but right. a lot of weird cool shit is there too right. still right right like a lot of freaky people it's right. interesting a lot of the people in tech are unique and odd right. and eccentric right you're not getting that when, in finance you're no. not getting no, the creative not. No. types no no and you often when you meet them you know, and a lot of them are nice too. You know, that they usually kind of heckle themselves. You know, say they're boring, they work at a yeah. boring job or whatever. You know, but you know, but it's what are the clubs like now? Well, the clubs are doing well because you have a, you know, the, the city since it's gotten safer, uh, the tourism is up. You know, and is it a lot safer? Oh, much safer than it was twenty years ago. Much yeah. much safer. Yeah, it's you know, it's, you know, it's there's not much crime there. Uh, there just isn't. That's you incredible. Know? Yeah, you know, because. I mean, if every, if one bedroom apartments are anywhere from five hundred thousand dollars to one point five million dollars, yeah, uh, and that's a one bedroom that's probably seventy percent smaller than a one bedroom in L.A. Yeah, it's like, like a you know a new a new one bedroom in the village in New York will be uh, well over a million dollars. Yeah, we you, we you know. we thought about my wife and I thought about getting a place here at one point in time. We're like, maybe we should move to New York. Maybe it'd be a good thing. Maybe we would yeah. try something different. We were looking at apartments that were three bedroom for five million bucks. Yeah. Like, what it's the fuck is it's that? It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. You can apartment. buy you can buy two houses in the Hollywood Hills for that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fucking apartment. So you don't even have a yard. You don't even have a parking spot. Yeah, and also those apartments, unlike if you buy a house, they have the building monthly maintenance fees. Oh yeah, which can be. Easily, you know, two to three grand a month, and that's just going out the window. You know, yeah. Not, so it's like it's like owning and renting at the same time. You're right. Yeah, that's so, a good way to put it. Yeah, it's like so. Like for years, I've been thinking about buying a place, and then I'll look for a few months, and then I'll get frustrated, I'll quit, and then well, why the next, do you want to stay there? I don't know. I think for well, you know, my my folks, my brother, they're in Maryland and D.C., so I kind of want to be close to them. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, you know, every time I come to L.A., I always, because I lived out here for a couple of years in the mm -hmm. early 2000s, I, I keep thinking, oh, maybe I should just move here, you know. So I just, I don't know where to, I'm at the point in my career, like, I don't know where I want to live, you know. You know, it was funny, even Anthony Bourdain, who's like this long-term New Yorker. Yeah. And who's like, you know, kind of like when I think of New York, I think of guys like him. Sure, yeah. He was telling me that he had thought about it many times about living in L.A. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, really? So like I think you, people are recognizing that there's like a weird shift that's yeah. going on there. Yeah, well, people, I remember, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the, the big thing with, there's always been this sort of, you know, love-hate with L.A. and New York. You know, mm -hmm. I always noticed, like, it seems like there's always, L.A. comics seem to have a little bit of a fear towards New York comics a little bit, or a little bit sort really? of like respect toward, I've always noticed, even with like club owners, it's like, or even with actors, you even notice, oh, a New York actor, I mean, that means they know stage, and, oh. and, then, and then even with, with, with L.A., it's like, oh, those New York guys, oh, they're, they're getting on, real. They're, they're getting on six, seven times a night. They're just mm. in New York because they just want comedy. They don't, they're not interested in other stuff. And I'm like, you guys are really exaggerating things a lot. It's like, first of all, you, you can't be doing six and seven shows a night every fucking night. It just, you know, once in a while you can do that, but you're going to go fucking crazy if, if you do that. And then just geographically getting to all those spots on time is not fucking easy to do. Yeah, unless you, you have know. Bill Bird a helicopter you around the right, city. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and, and most comics just aren't doing that many. You know, New York City does have more comedy clubs than L.A., but, um, and the city's also geographically smaller, so mm -hmm. you can't get to them. But if you're doing, let's say you do four shows in one night, you're probably going to be spending... Uh, 
to just to get to those, you're going to need a cab. So you're probably going to be spending, you know, forty to fifty to sixty dollars a night, and you're probably making seventy dollars. Forty to fifty to sixty. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Night. So, so it's like. <clears throat> There's not that much. So, you know, no, I also think now compared to when I lived here in the early 2000s, the, the comedy scene in L.A. has grown. I think it's very healthy here. And and I think it's much better. The store is like rocking every night, and they it's got on fire. And they got three rooms, and they're all great fucking rooms. With each and each one has a different personality to it. You know it. what's crazy? This what? year is the first year the store has been profitable in like forever. Wow, this I year, believe it. This I last it. year, it's crazy. I mean, Adam's done, uh, you know, an amazing job. Oh, he's job the there. best. He's amazing the best. fucking job. I fucking um, love that guy. It's so cool having a guy yeah. who's like the talent coordinator, who's just a regular. Like he's my friend. Yeah, like, I'd hang out guy. with that guy. It's very rare that anything like that ever happens. He's the best. Yeah. he's the um, best. But you know, I mean, of the two cities in America, you know, L.A. and New York has the most comics and, mm -hmm. and the best comics. You, you know? know where there's a really underrated scene? Where Denver. I, you know, a lot of good comics come out of Denver. I yep. believe that. Yeah, yep. Dan Soder's from there, yep. and uh, can't think of who and else. That's right Wendy now, but... Curtis, one woman. Right, right. She's the best. Yeah, she's an animal. That chick. She's owned that yeah. place forever. She's been. She's. She started working there as a waitress at the wow. Comedy Works. That's awesome. And then she established when she started taking over. She established like a whole system, like an open mic system. Right. A system of taking people from uh, open micers to making them MCs to making them middle acts to making right. them headliners. She's got like locally made headliners. That's awesome. Like legit comics yeah, that go awesome. on. They go on the road, and it's amazing. Well, I think that that point you bring up is interesting because I think, you know, years ago. You know, there were there were like a few main cities if you wanted to mm -hmm. be different or do something entertainment. There's yeah. pretty much Newark and L.A. And now it's like there's or even if like, let's say, you know, if, if you know, 40 years ago, if you wanted to be gay, you would move to one of the big cities. Right. You know, but now it's like every city has their gay communities, mm -hmm. even like little town. You know, Buffalo has a big gay community. And Don't you think that's the Internet is a big part of that? I, I, I do. Find each yeah, other. yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah. And I think just uh, but I think that. The, the fact that other places have gotten better is also another reason New York has gotten more generic. Right. Because if you're a freak, if you're a weirdo, an outsider, people would be like, move to New York, move to the big city, get away from the small town. Now you can find cool shit in your small town. Right. You know, so you don't. So it's not attracting that as much as it, the interesting peoples it used to for that reason, which is mm -hmm. great. You know, but then the finance thing, and then the with everything being so expensive, I actually think there's. L.A. has a lot of interesting people moving to it and living in L.A. I think L.A. has a lot of cool shit going on in entertainment and in art, you know. It's, yeah, uh, I think so. Stand-up comedy, I think it's the best place right now. I think it's the best place as far as the amount of talent, the amount of, like, really high-level people there, and the amount of, like, really good clubs. Yeah. I think it's the best It's spot. hard. Yeah, I, I couldn't say which city's better. They're, they're both excellent. Um, New York still has more clubs. And they're a different kind of club, though. They're smaller. Oh, they're much smaller, smaller. stage. It's much smaller, <clears throat> much smaller. Um, that smaller stage also lends itself to a different style of comedy. It does. It does. More personal. Yeah. More like, where are you from, sir? Like that less kind of physical. shit. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Less physical. Less movement. Yeah. Small stages. LA comics in general. I mean, these are big generalizations, but in general, a little more physical. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's 
you know, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm, but I think all three of the main clubs are, are doing quite well in L.A. You know? Yeah. And, no, they definitely are. And, and, the Laugh Factory's not doing that good. Oh, it isn't? Okay. Yeah, you can go to the Laugh Factory on a, a many a night, and it's half half Really? Interesting. Because yeah. when I lived here in the early 2000s, that was like the happening club. Yeah, it's And the improv off. and the store were kind of struggling. The store and the improv are killing it right now. Yeah. The improv has two clubs now. I know. I did their little room yeah. uh, when I was here last month. It was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really cool how they've set that up. That's a yeah. smart move, the yeah. way they've done that. That's how it used to be a long time ago. Oh, really? That's actually where Ari Shafir started off his powerful Ari Shafir t-shirt. I know, I saw that. Uh, Ari Shafir started off his uh, This Is Not Happening show. Oh, there. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, he cool. started off in the annex, which is like this little side room. Right, right. And he nurtured right. it. Like this, That show that he has on Comedy Central is a genuine hard work success story. Yeah, yeah. Because what Ari did is he had this concept, and his concept was um, this will be a good way to generate new material if instead of being under the pressure of like punchline, 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 sure. doing a stand-up sense, let's do something where you just tell stories. Right. Like, here's a crazy fucked up story that happened to me, and out of that story, maybe there'll be some jokes. Like, right, right. Maybe there'll be some something that right. I could mine That's out of cool. that. That's and cool. And so he, uh, he did that, and then eventually went to do it on the web, did right. it on the web, and then eventually Comedy Central picked it up, and now it's on its third season. Right. That's it's great. killing it. That's yeah. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's it's just a matter of like growing, you yeah. know, putting yeah, yeah, it together, yeah. nurturing yeah. it, it grows, yeah. nurturing it more, it grows. Well, that's the other thing. Just just being able to have space, like L.A., like New York, there's no space here. There's right. space you can yes. you can grow exactly. You know, even if you look at podcasting, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but it seems to me that it started basically in L.A. It's, a, it's an L.A. kind of movement, the podcasting. If you look at the big uh, podcasts for and comics, comedy, yeah, you know. It's L.A. I remember, like when I would, when I first started coming out here, in like, like, probably like late '90s, early 2000s. It was weird. It's like comics would come. The story were like about New New York comics. They'd move out here and they'd basically just stop doing comedy because it was too hard to get on. weren't enough places to get on. And then before you know it, they're just going out every once in a while or every week, you know, getting drunk and doing karaoke. That was like the thing. What? Yeah, yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of comics were always going out doing karaoke. Like when I first moved here, came out and they're like, "Who the fuck nights. were you hanging out with?" I don't know. There's a lot of fucking comics that were doing that, and no, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm, those I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking do karaoke. I want to do comedy. I'm not coming out here to do that shit, you know. But then at some point, it's like, and also there's more free time out here. It's like New York, you're constantly just. A, I'm not talking as a, a comic, just as a person. You're constantly rushed. Like Why? what? Like what? It's just a busy city. It's so congested. It's like it's hard to relax. You know, here you can relax. You got space. You can get privacy. You can relax. Oh. Like when people in New York go on vacation, they usually want to do something boring. When people in LA go on vacation, they want to do something exciting. Eco tourism. You know what I mean? So paragliding. Um, yeah. So there's more, but you know, that, <laughs> I I I really like, uh, and the audiences are a little different between New York and here, but. Uh, New York really only has, even though it has like probably 15 comedy clubs, there's probably only about three that are like actually good clubs. I think clubs. it has a lot more than 15. I think New York has a shitload of comedy clubs. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's more than 100. No, 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 not, not full-time comedy clubs. No way. Find out, Jamie. Yeah. Maybe How many comedy maybe clubs are in New York? I don't know. It's a lot, though. Hedge your bets. What do you say? What's the over-under? I'm going to go 19. I'm going 50. Okay. I went with 100 no. just to be cocky. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. going to say there's 50. But LA has, I mean, if you look at LA, they probably have like eight now, right? Well, in the greater LA area, there's quite a few. Like, you know what's really good? I just started doing the new Haha -Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. I did they it have last a new Thursday one night. Yeah. Dude. 
I did oh, it I last Thursday night, and now I'm doing it this Thursday night again. Oh, awesome. It's fucking incredible. Right, what I gotta a swing room. down there. It's perfectly set up. Low ceiling, packed in, oh, awesome. great stage size. I used size. to do that years ago, that yeah. place. And I every did the time old I, one. Yeah, every time I went there, the stage was in a different spot. Like, the guy was constantly <laughs> redoing it. Well, I so used I to check that out. The old one is just down the street from the new one. Just okay. down the street. Is it still there? Yeah. Or no? Yeah, it's still there. So there's two of them. Yeah, but one of them's a haha, one of them's something else now. It's like a, a different Same owner club. or no? I think he still owns it. He leases it out to right. somebody. Cool. But the new I'll spot is out. a gem. The new spot is one of the best clubs in the city. Awesome. It's perfect. I was like, wow, this, awesome. pl this place is fucking hopping. That's cool. Yeah, I did it last Thursday, and I was like, wow, I'm sold, man. Let's, I will nurture this place, keep this place going. That's awesome. When I prepared for my last Comedy Central special uh -huh. uh, last August, I was doing the ha-ha all the time. Oh, cool. I was doing it like every Tuesday night for like a few months. And you were doing like a long set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you, you can fuck around there. You can That's do great. long sets there. And That's there's great. flappers, which I don't do. I haven't don't done do, that yet in Burbank, I, yeah. I've done it once. It yeah. was really good. Cool. But, uh, you know, you can do that. The Ice House, which I'm right. doing tonight. I have a 10 o'clock oh, cool. show there tonight. Awesome. That place is the shit. Yeah, everyone loves that. I haven't oh, been there yet. You haven't been? Not yet, no. Are you around tonight? I don't think I can tonight. You what time is the show? You son of a bitch. Yeah. Putting people down. I 10 o'clock. Okay. But tonight it's sold out. It's uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, oh, uh, cool. Tony Hinchcliffe, cool. uh, Burt Kreischer. Cool. And uh, who the fuck else? I remember. Oh, Al Madrigal, too. Oh, Ooh. cool. Al's Hell of a show. Hell of a show, goddammit. Yeah. But the Ice House is the oldest comedy club in the world. The known world. Is it? Maybe really? the universe. The whole universe. The oldest comedy club it's in the universe. It's older than the improv. Yes. Wow. It's the oldest place. It was a legitimate ice house, uh -huh. like where you would get ice back when yeah. people didn't have freezers. Yeah. Or you get a chunk of ice and you put it in the ice box and it's right. going to keep your food perishables yeah. cold. And then in um, the 1960s, the very early 60s, it became a comedy club. So it's been a legitimate comedy club for more than 50 years. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. That's my favorite place on the planet. Next to the store. Yeah. The store is different in a different place because it's like this crazy psycho energy gym. Where you know you're fucking around, you're working, and yeah. you and you'll bring up, you know, there's like a million great comics. You're bringing up Ian Edwards and this yeah. guy and that guy, and it's like it's, it's just just you, you look at the lineup and it's like thirteen murderers. Yeah, in a row. yeah, yeah. No, it, it's great. It's it's uh, yeah. I I enjoy doing the the audiences are always. It seems like they're always like a. I can't quite put into words what the differences are, but they're always the West Coast in general, like a little bit different than East Coast audiences, but. The East York, Coast seemed to be more cynical. Little, yeah, more cynical, a little less squeamish, mm -hmm. like the darker shit a little bit more sometimes, yeah, but yeah. but not always, you know. Well, I think the just the the cold and the you know the yeah. being packed in yeah. and the just everybody just jammed on top of each yeah. other like fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. There's more there's more like anger there. Yeah, 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 like. yeah. Well, or they let it out more. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think there's more anger in L.A., but it's more pent up. There's something about know? New York, though, when I stay there. Whenever I'm staying there and I'm in a hotel and I look out the window and I just see this insane construction, this thing yeah. that people have put together, this yeah. modern beehive of yeah. cement and steel <laughs> and glass. I'm like, this is amazing, especially at night. Like, I, I, last time I was there, I spent a good solid two hours just sitting at the desk in my hotel room looking out the window, just looking, just looking around. Where, uh, where, where, where did you stay? I don't remember which one. Oh, last time I was at the Trump Tower. Um, but it's I've stayed. In, I stayed a bunch of different at Soho. Yeah, yeah I stayed the Soho a one. Okay, bunch of yeah. different places. But well, I forget which place I was at. I was at one place once where I was 
in the middle of like all these buildings and it was it was like freaky like you look out the window you're looking at somebody else and they're looking yeah, out yeah, the window yeah. and like yeah. and there's fucking yeah. buildings stacked on it's top hard, of buildings yeah, it's hard to get privacy <laughs> well there's almost no, i mean how many people watch people fuck in new york yeah I mean, it's got to be really common yeah there was a radio lab podcast about that it was really strange it was about this woman and she was telling the tale of how she watched this couple and she would watch this couple all the time and it made her kind of feel weird about her own relationship because this couple they were young and they would fuck all the time and they would they didn't have the curtains drawn they would just and she would just watch these awesome. people fuck and then the guy got sick and then Ooh. like the family would be over and she was watching this guy like wither away Ooh. and then he died Ooh. and then they carried him out of the building and as and she came, saw this yeah over the course of I years i would have stopped watching a long time so ago. she That's, well she kind of it was her window like yeah. that was her view i yeah. mean it's like i look out my window and there's a tree that i like to look at you right know, right her, right was, yeah just that couple so yeah. she ran downstairs as they were taking the body out and putting it in a hearse and she, you know, she like made eye contact with the girl who right. lived with the guy, and they taken the body out, and she just felt like such a creep. But she also yeah. felt like she knew them. Yeah, she had like a, it was like she had a relationship. Yeah, yeah. With them. They didn't with her, but she did with them. Yeah, yeah. like that's a uniquely New York thing to happen yeah. because anywhere else, like you'd be a fucking creep. Like you'd yeah. have to be some guy with. Well, a... she's still a fucking creep. But, <laughs> but yes, I see she, what you're saying. Is yeah. she? I don't think she is. I think she's yeah. just looking at her world. Look, I don't think it's her responsibility to look away when some people are fucking and they're yeah. 30 yards outside of her window and they're yeah. they're in a window themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're on display. Yeah. What, are we pretending? Well, you're right. Windows are meant to be looked yes. through. Ex looked out of and looked yeah. into. Yeah, you're it's, correct. It works both ways. I yeah. don't think she's a creep at all. I think yeah. she's looking at her world. But yeah. it was interesting how she had she she was really good at narrating this and explaining Sounds this. Sounds great. Yeah. I think it'd be a cool movie. Well, I don't know about that. I'd depress the fuck out of you, I think, because in the end, the dude dies. Yeah. You know, so there's no nice. heroes in that movie. But she ran downstairs and, like, made eye contact with the people, and they were like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, who, yeah, what are you? Yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh, God, I realize, like, they don't know me, yeah. but I know them, and I'm a creep. I got to get out of here. And then yeah. she took her off. But that's super common in New York where people, like, oh, there's the guy. There's the guy who practices the trumpet. There's, right, there's right. the guy who uh, jerks off, you right. know? <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had. I don't have any neighbors like that, but that sounds awesome. Do you, <laughs> do you look out your window? Yeah, and, I, there's definitely a building. There's like an expensive building right behind mine, and and you, you look can, at it, you can just see everyone's stuff. But I, I hardly ever look out. Yeah, but why wouldn't you? You don't look out at those because they can. They'll be able to see me. And so. It freaks you out. Yeah, then it's like <laughs> just put your like world know, champion hat on. Yeah, and then and especially if then I, then if I get recognized, and they'll be blogging about you. Or hey, you're that guy you. from that show. Yeah, why are you looking at our fucking apartment? Hey, what show are you from again, man? Yeah, yeah. What show was that? Yeah, so are it's you just... world champion guy? Oh, I lost my thing. Yeah, I unplug. Yeah. yeah, that thing. We got to fix that, Jamie. That's happening way too often. I got Bam. it. I got good. it. It's all good. Look at you on the yeah. ball. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a weird way of living. Yeah. Uh, stacked on top of everybody. Yeah. Like everywhere else in the country, pretty much, other than, you know, Chicago and some other spots, most people are sort of, they have a house and a little yeah. bit of a yard, yeah. and then there's another house over there and yeah. a little bit of a yard. Yeah, you get some privacy. It's weird yeah. how, like, they just decide one area is the area. Like, everybody yeah. get here. Get here. 
It's not like yeah. there's a river that you know has gold salmon. Well, initially through that's it. initially that's what it was. I mean, yeah. if you look at almost all big cities, they're usually on some body of water. Yeah. You know, yep. So, yep. But now it's that's not really why it is. It's just yeah. Well, there's other places that don't have a reason other than the fact that they're cool, but people are flocking to like Austin, Texas. Right. Right. The middle of Texas, yeah. and every time I go there, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Did, what, did a thousand people a day move here for the last 15 years? Like, <laughs> right. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's, yeah. But that is what's happening there. Like, yeah. people are, f they keep hearing, like, I'm fucking up right now by saying Austin's yeah. awesome. Right. No. It, it is an awesome city. No, they've been doing that for years where the people who are from there are like, fuck, stop telling people about yes, it. Yes, exactly. It's getting too crowded now, you know. And that's so. the thing that pulls people there is the university. Yeah. Like, that's another thing that pulls yeah. people like like-minded people intelligent yeah. people yeah. educated people and then they're, they're also like it's out of all of the areas in texas it's the most open-minded the most diverse right right yeah no that there's a life a lot of good food there too oh yeah texas dude. has great food period fuck yeah I don't think yeah. you, I don't think you can get a bad meal in Texas. You can definitely get a bad meal in Texas. Really, I haven't sure. had one. You can do it. I'll get okay. you there. Okay, I'll get you cool. one. Do you That's work good. in Texas at all? Yeah. What do you? What clubs do you do? Uh, do Cap City. Uh, Cap City. I'll do the Moon Tower Festival. Haven't been there in a while, but uh, the club in Dallas or I Addison. Forget, Addison. Yeah, that's a Prof. great club. Really good club. Yeah. Houston uh, used to be the shit. Yeah, years ago, but oh. I, I don't really go there anymore. I haven't been there in a while. I've done colleges in around, you know, all over Texas. But. So you still do colleges? That's like a big debate with comics these yeah. days. A lot of yeah. comedians don't want to do colleges anymore yeah. because it's just too difficult, too much politically correct attitude. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. I really haven't had a problem. Before I go on, uh, or, or, you know, sometimes before I agree to do it, you know, I ask them, you know, if there's any restrictions, and sometimes there's no restrictions at all. Sometimes there are. What uh, are the restrictions that you? Well, well, usually they never give it to you. They'll be like, "Well, we want HBO." Uh, no, that's a SNL's fine, but not HBO. And I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Who says that to you? Yeah, so sometimes people running shows or whatever. They'll be like, really? "They'll be like, uh, you know, rated R, but not rated X." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" You know, I go, "I need specifics." Yeah. Like, I go, "Can I say fuck?" Can I say pussy? Can I say... I remember I did a show. This is like early on when I first started. It's probably like 91 or something like that. I did a show. I think Chris Mazzilli booked it, who owns Gotham oh, Comedy yeah. Club in New York. The good dude. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he was booking a show that was way out in Brooklyn in an all-Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. And it was a show where the rabbi is... It was in an Italian restaurant, an Orthodox Jewish... It was a kosher Italian... Like seafood restaurant, I think. I think what? A seafood restaurant. How is that even so, possible? Yeah. So, so everyone there is Orthodox Jewish, or even they had a fair amount of Hasidic Jewish people there, and the rabbis in the room, and they had a sheet printed out of all the subjects and words you could and could not say. It was like, don't say schmeckle, don't, don't say sex, don't mention sex. You know, all these fucking things. And, you know, I'm early on, so it's like I think I paid 25 bucks, and you know, it's like an hour train ride out in Brooklyn. I'm like, fuck it, I'll do that shit. So, uh, and it was, you know, it was not a good show, but I, I just remember that thing and how, like, okay, they spelled out every fucking thing that you could, that, that you could not say. So it was very clear. So there's never a controversy. Right. So when I, if I do a college, I'm like, what can I say? 
you know, what, what, what can I not say? Can I, can I do any jokes about a, cause I've done Catholic colleges, you know, can I, do, can I do a joke about abortion? Can I do a joke about gay marriage? You know, I've, I've some bits about gay marriage and you know, that's with the Catholic church. That's a big thing. So um, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I need specifics on subject matter and words. What is it? And I get that and then everything's fine, you know, but, but you that, gotta get that shit clear. But is that fine with you right now? Like if they give you a list right now and they said, okay, look, Judah, oh, some, some I pass it? on. No, some yeah. I pass on. But like what, I, but, what but have I, you passed on? I can't remember. I think I think there was a Jewish gig I passed on because it was it was. Uh, I think it was just. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was for some. It was a very specific group, and it was just. I knew there was like there were like so many things you couldn't. You'd have to give like this. You know, they should have just had a kid playing the flute or something. It's like, don't, don't even have a fucking comedy show. You know what I mean? Have, have uh, some 10-year-olds tap dance or something, you know? The kosher place, I wish you took a photo of the I, rules. I, I, I think I have it somewhere. Where? I, I, I've, I, At I'm home? A, I'm a pack rat, so I'm hoping I have it somewhere. i got to oh, look through my please, notes. Please, if you have it, email it to me, I and will. I'll put it up on Instagram. But it was it was amazing. <laughs> that needs to be that needs to be displayed. So, but I, I understand that, like, even, like, when you do... You know, if you're going, if you're doing, like, even with late night talk shows on television, I will usually pass on doing stand up on those. Mm -hmm. And if I can, I will do panel. Right. Because in, in stand up, they're going to, there are going to be so many things in my stand up act that where I'll have to cut something, uh, I'll have to not say a word or a certain subject matter. And I'm like, I don't want to cut that out of my stand up. I don't want to censor my stand up act at all. Like, I want to do zero censorship with it. Right. But if I'm doing panel, and then want you to do some bits on the couch, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, you know, and it's like, I'll, I'll more likely do that. I'd rather censor it there than right. do it in my stand-up act. Well, it's also interactive. Right, There's exactly. So it's a little host. bit different. Yeah. And, and you're a guest on their show, and these are their rules. So if I know that going in, I'm fine. But with those talk shows, when they want you to, like, Oh, can you not say this word on that stand-up bit or not that subject? I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not doing any censorship with my stand-up. You know? Yeah, so. that's why I was would say like doing these shows. So with where the colleges, tell you, which yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's right. Go ahead. No, they they pay a lot. You know, colleges pay well in general, and I I weigh it and I'm like, all right, if this is gonna be it, this this, this is what it is. You know, like right. I, I I did a show at Princeton a few years ago, and this is a a, a different issue. And it was, I mean, a lot of the crowd was like a shitty audience. They were like, you know, not all of them, but a, a fair amount were very, very spoiled, very entitled, and drunk really? as shit. And they're heckling. And normally, I would just fucking destroy them. But I'm like, if I heckle one of these kids, and I fucking rip them to shreds, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, they're going to write a fucking letter. You know, and then then, you know, nasty letters saying, oh, you did all these things. And then they're going to tell all these other colleges and then I'll like fucking stop working them. So yeah. I handled the heckler, but not how I would normally heck how I normally handle it. That is why people yeah. don't want to work it. colleges. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it 100 percent when people don't want to do that. I, I usually I usually find a way. So and the la and the ones I've done this past year, I haven't had to censor anything that I do. It, they've all been really good. So. Well, but that does happen. You're also sometimes. dealing with a lot of people that don't have a lot of real life experience. They're very young. I've often idealistic. said a 50 year old janitor will have a better sense of humor than a 19 year old Harvard student. Mm. You know, because you know, first of all, comedy IQ, comedy smarts, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with book smarts. Right. And real life experience is huge. You know, I, I sometimes I find college audiences to be 
almost more narrow-minded than even someone in high school. Oh, yeah. Because someone in high school, even though they're a couple years younger than someone in college, they don't have that. Because usually when people get to college, they, they kind of think they know everything. But in high school, they don't think they know everything. Right. But in college, they do. So it's like they can never be wrong. Well, they're and, ready and they're to right. establish themselves as independent adults. Right. They're ready, and they're ready to reinforce their yeah. ideas on yeah. you. Excuse yeah. me? Yeah. What you're saying <laughs> yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. The patriarchy and right. but white I also, privilege. I also make fun of that shit, you mm -hmm. know, when I'll do colleges. You know, if that shit comes up, I make fun of that shit, you know. So well, that shit is important to make fun of. That's, yeah. a, that's a goddamn cancer thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that's that a, one cartoon in the book is, yeah. you know. I mean, it really is. Uh, it's like thought cancer. It's yeah. like there's a disease. Yeah. This disease of, of, of fake progressiveness. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's really just calling people out on things and finding targets right well it's kind of like when a when a kid's young and he's first learning about you know curse words and dirty words he's just mm -hmm. saying them constantly doesn't even know what it means so sometimes when when people are trying to like stand up for something uh and this is a new thing this activism is a new thing to them they don't really know they may not be that good at it yet, or mm -hmm. like their heart might be in the right place, but right. they're being misguided and they're fucking shit up. You yeah, know? that's a good way of putting it. You yeah. know, so that I think, and then sometimes, and I, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where people never think they're wrong. You know, mm -hmm. and it, it's okay to be wrong. You know, like my opinions change on things over the years, and I enjoy listening to people. Like I, I did a show in Columbus, Ohio, at a comedy club there. I forget. I think it's a Funny Bone or something. I did a show there. It was the weekend that the Trayvon Martin case was going on with George Zimmerman, mm. and the uh, it was I did, it was a Do show. A lot of black jokes? No, no. But I have <laughs> jokes about gun control, you know. And so, Ooh. and it was it was the verdict came down that night, and the show's going on, oh, and then the next day, and and I still did my bits about it, and I'm talking to guys afterwards, and there were a couple guys in the audience, a black guy and a white guy, who were all super pro gun, and they both work for the biggest online gun seller in the country, and it was just very cool you know, talking with them afterwards and getting, you know, their insight as well as people who, uh, you know, want, want, you know, strict gun control. So it's just, uh, it's interesting. You know, the, usually things aren't, you know, they're a lot more nuanced than you think they are. Yeah. And there's a lot of issues. I just did a gig in Buffalo and the waiter at the comedy club, uh, was like, Hey, I'm, I won't, I won't see tomorrow on Saturday because hunting season starts tomorrow. So me and my dad are driving out the woods and we're going to be hunting all day. And then, and then the, uh, the, the Uber driver who took me back to the airport was also hunting. And then he was telling me all the rules they have in hunting. Like you, the bullets can only be a certain size. And it can in your rifle, you're only allowed to have three bullets in there. You, you're not allowed to have five bullets in there. And it's got to be certain bullets that, that, that like shoot through clean so they don't, if you hit the, in the wrong place, it's not going to fuck up their whole leg. You know, all this kind of things that you don't even realize that are out what? there. You know. What kind of bullets are these? What the fuck uh, are you talking about? Well, I think it's kind of like with fishing. Like uh, there's a lot of fishing laws mm -hmm. where your, yeah, ho your, hook, is... your hook is not allowed to have uh, like those, I forget what they're called, like the little daggers that go along the side. Because when you pull it out, barbs. you don't want to, the, the barbs. You don't what want that, to be fucking the fish up. No, what that yeah. is is for catch and release places. Right, right. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But there's no catch and release with bullets. No, but there was something he was saying about, but it was a is, similar, it was a similar dynamic with, with the catch and release stuff with the hooks. Well, you and can't with the have bullets. hollow point bullets. If that's okay. what they mean, but those are mostly for pistols anyway. Oh. Um, there's lead ammo versus copper ammo, but okay. really the the impact is environmental. They're worried about birds uh, okay. eating the lead. Okay, okay, that's an issue. But right, okay, but 
what you're saying are things that most people don't even know exist, mm-hmm. you know, which is part of the conversation in, in gun control. Right. You know, that, well, that's that's, you know, the, I think the gun control conversation and the hunting conversation are very different because I think what people are really concerned about when it comes to gun control are, quote unquote, assault weapons. Right. You know, they're right. worried about like what happened in San Bernardino. Right. Somebody sure. having large sure. magazines, semi-automatic weapons, right. killing a bunch of people. Also in... You know, cities versus suburbs and mm-hmm. rural places, it's totally different. Sure. Like, if in a, if a rural area and people are like, well, everyone owns guns, that's a hell of a lot different than if you're in a city and on one block you have 10,000 people living. Right. If you have 10,000 guns, you know, within 30 yards, that's a lot of fucking guns. Yeah. You know, it, that's a different dynamic. Than, yeah. And, you know, so I don't, I don't know all the answers. I think it. one of the things you were talking about earlier about, like, these people that are activists that really have their heart in the right place, they're just learning how to do it right. I think that, that you could say that overall about what's going on with the internet in general. I think one yes. of the big problems that people are having right now with um, progressive thinking and what people are calling regressive regressive left like people that are like very overly PC and right. trying to reinforce I think what we're trying to do is make the world a little bit better and a little bit safer and a little bit more open-minded but along the way there's gonna be a lot of stumbling blocks and there's gonna be a lot of poor representations of these ideas sure and you see it from the right too I mm-hmm. mean with with Trump and some of the things he's saying it's like yeah, you know again, some of these things are he's so character cartoonish yeah you know? but but everyone but even like what he's doing is similar to what happens sometimes on the left, where everyone is so confident about their idea. Yeah. And they think this is the only way. Right. And it's like, it's usually a lot more complex than that. You know? Yeah, almost always. So. Almost always more complex than that. There's yeah. a lot going on. There's a lot going on with human interaction. And I yeah. think ultimately, like, we should probably try to leave people alone as much as possible, let people do their own thing as much as possible, as long as what their own thing is isn't interfering with other people's thing. I agree 100%. So that way, when someone something like radical ideology, like Islam, extreme, you know, Muslim terrorist-type characters that are doing what they did in San Bernardino and these other places, you got to go, okay, well, now it's a problem because now, you know, someone has stepped in, killed a bunch of people, and they've done mm. it with guns. Right. So we have these issues. Mm. We have these issues of radical ideologies, and we have these issues of guns. Right. And we also have mental health issues. Yeah. And that's a big one that one drives me fucking crazy, that every time someone is a mass shooter and kills a bunch of people, the gun control issue comes up over and over again. But what about the fucking mental health issue? Because the mental health issue is as big an issue as anything else. There's a lot of people in this world with guns. There's more guns in this country than there are people. But relatively speaking, there's very few mass shootings when you consider the amount of human beings. So what the fuck is it that makes people pop? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've the stuff I've read recently says that gun shootings in general now are lower than they were 10 or 20 years ago, but mass shootings are up. Yeah. You know, um, murder is down. Murders are the lowest murder rates. I, I tweeted this the other day. Lower than they have been in the last 50 years and maybe even ever. Interesting. But mass shootings, there's more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know uh, all get, this. I, I don't know all yeah. the reasons. I don't you think know. anybody knows. Yeah. They also get publicized now in a, like a very yeah. instantaneous yeah. way. Social yeah. media, Twitter. I mean, I remember when the San Bernardino thing was happening. My, my, I just started seeing tweets. Yeah, like that was the first thing. Yeah, you know, you just immediately get, oh my God, something's happening in San yeah. Bernardino. What's going on? Hashtag yeah. San Bernardino. Yeah, it's trending, right? Yeah, yeah. trending. Trending yeah, is a weird word, right? Yeah, it's very weird. You don't want to be trending. No, you don't want to be trending. <laughs> nah, Tuda. 
Judo world champion. Yeah. Hashtag Judo world champion. If yeah. that was trending. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh-huh. Judo world champion rape case. No, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, but no, that yeah, you know, all that I don't, you know, I don't know all the answers to that. Nobody stuff, does. But uh, that's the reality. Is but that it nobody needs, knows but all I the do answers. know that it needs to be discussed and with an open mind mm-hmm. and intelligently and people need to hear Both other sides. people's ideas, you yeah. know. All sides, you know. It's so I, so but You know what's you fascinating? Know. When a, a mass shooting happens, one of the big winners is the gun business, the gun industry. Oh, their sales go through the roof. Through the roof. Because yeah. everybody's scared that the government's going to take the guns. Yeah. So everybody starts buying guns That's and what buying I talked with those, those gun salesmen in, uh, in Ohio when I, when yeah. I did that gig. They, they were said, through the roof. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's also, they, they always like to point out that those things don't happen very often in places where you have open carry. There's well, places where anybody can have a gun. You can take a gun anywhere you want. It's right. very rare that you have these mass shootings. Right. But, I mean, if there is a mass shooter, if there's someone that's shooting people, what do you want? Do you want everyone to be unarmed or do you want everyone to be armed and just having fucking crazy gunfights? Yeah. Like, what is the answer? I don't yeah. know what the answer is. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to live in a society where everyone has to carry a gun? I where mean, you're just I walking don't. into yeah. Walmart with a yeah. fucking AR? Yeah, or you're, you, you want to give all... Like, yeah, at what age... Uh, would you be required to have a gun? You know, is it like when you get your driver's test at 15 or 16, is that when you get your gun also? Or do you get your gun when you're six? Well, that's another problem is how easy it is to get a gun as opposed to how easy it is to learn how to drive a car. Yeah. If you're driving a car, you have to go through a lot of hoops and you have to learn how to... As it should be. As it should be. You don't have to do that with a gun. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a real problem. You don't have to show competency. You don't have to, you know, they don't have to test you on your marksmanship or any of that. I think Colbert did just did a thing the other night saying it's, you have to show more ID to get Sudafed than to uh, get a gun. Or well, especially like that. ammo. Yeah. There's more restrictions on Sudafed than there are on ammo. Like That's what it own... was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, I had to buy some recently, and uh, when I bought it, they had to get they had to get my ID, and I was like, what? Like you have to write down someone's ID when you buy Sudafed. Yeah, and that never used to be that way in the uh-huh. '80s. You just go buy Sudafed. Oh yeah, until they figured out how to make meth. That's, That's what, what we, we need, need to do. do. Go, go back, back to the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> no internet. Everyone was no stupid. Inter- the internet's the fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, the internet has recipes for how yeah. to make meth from cold syrup. Yeah. Remember when you started doing comedy? Did you ever think you were going to have to be doing tweets and shit like that? We were talking about that before the show. Yeah. Like we were both tweeting. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's a prerequisite. If you want to yeah. be a successful touring comedian, you have to tweet. You have to Facebook. You have to. I, I yeah. do three things: Facebook, tweet, Instagram. Those are my three things. Okay. I, I don't really do Facebook anymore. I just couldn't. I just kind of I do Instagram, Twitter. I just started doing Periscope a little bit, but I gave up on Periscope. Usually, I've done a few, and each one was me on the road, like in a city, and I have no car, so I'm just like walking a mile to like the closest like CVS or gas station supermarket to buy some groceries. So like, so the 20 minute walk, I'll be like, all right, I'll just fucking Periscope this shit. Why don't you just rent a car? Yeah, that's a good point, but then I'm I'm not really going anywhere, you know. <laughs> go places. Uh, not really, because I usually on the road. It's like I have to get up early to do morning radio. I got shows late at night, and I'm just I'm usually too tired to do anything during the day. Why don't you take some vitamins? Eat some healthy food. I do eat healthy food. No, I eat healthy food. Okay. I don't do vitamins, but I do healthy food. When you're on the road, do you yeah. bring your own openers? Not usually. I'm not at that point in my career where I can really. I'm not making enough money where I can do that. You know, hmm. uh, I need to get up like another rung on the ladder and then i can be doing that i think you, i'm like just you run a successful that. television show though right i know but i, I never translated anything into bi- successful business 
just yeah. just didn't do it. I don't know. I'm just not a good business person. <laughs> you know, it's like I remember like I remember, you know, just doing this one show where like it was a road show and a bunch of comics were on it. And like there's two comics who are like they don't even have the better of the sets and they're selling T-shirts. They got their CDs. They're selling left and right. And me and another comic are like, you know, no one's even talking to us, you know, and we had great sets. But, yeah, that's not I don't know. I've never been good at selling stuff or organization or anything like that. Yeah. Would you see just going on the road, doing your thing, getting the fuck out of there? Yeah. Yeah, I try. I'm trying to like get to see the cities more and learn about them more instead of just going in and out. You know, are so. you looking to do more TV or are you just looking to do more stand up now? Like, what are you trying to yeah, do? Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I think I'm gonna stand up has always been my main thing and still is. Uh, I spent most of the last year uh, when Thirty Rock ended. Actually, I I stopped. Uh, I didn't even have an acting agent. I. Uh, I, and I wasn't looking for one. And I haven't had an acting agent in about two years. Uh, when 30 Rock ended, I just wanted to hit the road and tour. Because I was still doing tons of stand-up while doing 30 Rock, but I wasn't allowed to do go on the road much because we were filming in the city. So, you know, like eight or nine months out of the year. So I just went on the road, and that's all I wanted to do. And then with the sort of constant sleep deprivation of traveling and, you know, morning radio and morning TV shows... I started actually drawing again, and that's when I started. And then the book sort of like came out of that. You know, after several months, I realized I had like 50 cartoons, and I was like, "Wow, I think I'm working on a new book here." And so I wasn't planning on that. That's just kind of organically came to me. So I spent the past most of the past year, year and a half working on that, and then doing stand-up. I turned down a fair amount of acting stuff that came my way. Um, and now the next big project I need to do is a stand-up project, uh, whether it'll be a special or a 90-minute feature-length stand-up concert film, uh, and then I'll do an album with it, because I still have never put one out. You know, Really? I, never? I, I you probably don't have anything? Nothing. I should have had probably five out by now. Wow. Years ago, I turned them down from Comedy Central, because I always... Well, this was, this was probably like 10, 15 years ago, I turned them down because of their censorship stuff. I didn't... And now they're much looser with it, obviously. Way but, looser. But then it was like there were subjects you couldn't talk about, a lot of words you couldn't say, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And I also never liked their ownership clauses where they owned, they didn't just own that filmed footage of you, they owned all the writing in it also. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So if I, wanted to, if I wanted to do, let's say I had one joke from there, and then I wanted to do that on my own album, uh, but I've like one line, but I've added three new lines to mm-hmm. it, you know, they either wouldn't allow you or you'd have to get lawyers and fucking get permission. So I was like, fuck it. So, and then I've been trying to make my own for the past couple of years, and then this book project sort of presented itself, and then uh, the so the, at this point the only thing stopping me is me. So, and you I think, must have so much material. Though. I know I can put out. I think what I'm going to do is just put out my recent, most recent hour. But yeah, I can I can put out I can go back to material I don't even do anymore and, and put out probably two or three others, you know? Yeah, you should do that. You yeah. should just bang out, like, three specials in a year. Yeah, <laughs> I might do that. Yeah, or maybe one, or one special and then two other albums or something. Because it's so important, if people want to go see you, that they can see something online. They yeah, can yeah. find something that yeah, they can yeah. do, Netflix yeah, or something yeah. along those lines. I have some clips online, that's it, but I don't mm-hmm. have, like, any of the half-hour, hour stuff because I always turn that down. That's crazy. And I think a lot of it was fear-based, too, because I also have a lot of trust issues with people. People. Like, do you uh, trust me? I do. I okay. do trust you. Okay, cool. I'm trusting you today. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, I respect you and trust you. <laughs> um, but it's like I, um, you know, so I have a lot of trust issues. Period. You know, and then 
and some of it's because I've been fucked over a lot, but that's okay. But then there's also the f- my own perfectionism. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like oh, as soon as you tape it, then I'm going to think oh, I have this one other joke that, that goes happens. on to that one, that and I want happens. it in there. I want the, I want it perfect, and you got you can't aim for perfect. You got to just go with what you got at that time, and that's what that show represents. Yeah, it's got to um, be a representation of what you're doing right now. In this yeah. one time where this is filmed in exactly. you know, December of 2015, bam, exactly. this is Judah Freelander, bam, yeah. this yeah. is it. Whoosh. Exactly. But it's it's hard to do that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to nail right. it like right. that and lock right. it in and, and then not say, oh, but I could have done this. Maybe right. I should have edited that out, and that part was flat. Right. Take chances. Right. And then the other... Like blockage on my own area, mental blockage was, uh, and I'm much better with that now. But for a few years ago, I used to never have it. And then a few years ago, it kicked in. Was like that fear of like you know basically like not just trolls, but like you know bloggers saying, "Oh, this shit sucks." Like they're gonna shit on it, mm-hmm. and then because you know so many people like like if one blog says y- you stink. Then all the other ones are just going to basically rewrite that one and then write the same fucking article. And then right. before you know it, you have all the fucking internet saying you stink, or like the whole hipster half of the internet saying you suck. So I never used to give a shit what people think, but at some point, that uh, can be paralyzing. Se- several years that. ago, that kind of happened to me. So I was like, it did happen to yeah, you. Yeah, it did. Where I was just constantly like, I got a lot of anxiety, like thinking if I put something out, they're going to shit on it, and everyone wait thinks I'm going to suck, and then I'm not going to have a career. You did know? this happen because someone shit on you, or you were worried about someone shitting on you? I was worried about it. Yeah, I was so worried it never about happened? It. No. Well, no, I've, I've, had, I've had reviews where people like like just completely shit on me, and, and it's all, none of it's factual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's basically like a professional troll, you know? Uh, but You're always going to have that, though, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, can't so I think I've, about that. Yeah, I've gotten much better with like not worrying about that shit. But for you know three, four years, three, four years ago, I was I was having that really bad, you know. And I don't know what it was. I I, I think it was all kinds of trust issues, trust issues I was having personally and stuff. Because I remember like when Thirty Rock was going on, I'd go out on a date with the girl, and then like thirty minutes in the date. Um, she starts talking about her boyfriend, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And and she's like, "Oh, I thought we were just you know going out for dinner on like friends." And I'm like, "I'm like, I asked you out. It's Saturday night." And I'm like, "So I so I go to her, like, are you like, are you, are you cheating on your boyfriend? Are you not into him anymore? Is like he is he out of town? Or you guys have an open relationship?" She's like, "No, he's here." I'm like, "Well, where is he?" Um, and she's like, oh, "There's a apartment he's over there watching at, at the apartment." I'm like. Well, fucking go to him. What the fuck are you doing here with me? You know. How, so, how so many I, times did this happen? That happened a few times. Where like really? girl, where girls would like want to like go out with me just to take pictures so they can like tell their Facebook friends and shit. Oh, so they became friends uh, with you because you were on television. Right, but exactly. They didn't, so they that romantically so I think, I think interested when that, in you. I think when that stuff was happening, that's also. And I'm just guessing here. I don't have the exact answers. I'm just thinking out loud. But I think that's maybe sort of around the same time when I started worrying about like bloggers and shit like shitting on you you know my like friend that. uh eddie has this theory about bill cosby and about uh bill cosby when he started doing that to women uh-huh. and he thinks that that might have been the similar type of situation where these women wanted to be around him but they uh-huh. were turning him down oh and, gotcha and he started drugging them then he started raping him yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah that's i never he, did that i just left yeah yeah <laughs> you're a much better man than him 
But you know what I mean? Like no, that's th- interesting. Th- that yeah. can happen where yeah. someone's attracted to you simply because you're a famous person. They're right, not, right, not, right. And right. you think, well, right. hey, this is a girl that I'm romantically interested right. in and I'd like to go on you a ask, date and get you to ask know her. You ask them out and they say, yeah, yeah and then you're at dinner. So, so what like, the fuck, man? Yeah. So you're, you're talking to this girl, you go, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? And she's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're on a date, and yeah. she's telling you about her boyfriend. Yeah, it's Saturday. It's ten o'clock. Yeah, and you're thinking, yeah, look at you. I bet you look good yeah. naked. Oh yeah, yeah. dude is <laughs> gonna get some. All right. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, my boyfriend's waiting for me. Yeah. No, she just casually mentioned him about something. Oh yeah, my boyfriend's in this. And I'm like, huh? What? What? Yeah. And this happened so, more than once. Yeah, I remember one girl. <laughs> I remember one girl. What did she? I'm trying to remember what she wanted to do. Fuck. Yeah, she, no, no. She wanted to. It was something like buy jewelry. No, I can't remember. I think I was. It was Time Out New York Magazine. They put me on the front cover of their like dating issue, and they're, they're like a whole issue about dating. And they had a thing on the on the front said like date this guy. And I'm like I'm like on the cover. They're like, like, oh, I'm fucking in. The, the, Woo. Yeah. So, and I remember one girl I think saw that, and then she she like Facebooked me or something like that and was saying, oh, she wants to meet me and all this stuff. And so she wanted to go, she wanted to go, she wanted to write articles. She wanted to have, follow me on a date and then write an article about it. That's, that's what she wanted to do. And I'm like, why the fuck would anyone want to do that? And why would I want to fucking do that? It's like, why do I so want to do that? So she wants you to meet a random girl, go on a date with her, and she's going to hang out with you guys? Yeah, because yeah, she wants to get, because uh, she's like an aspiring writer. So she wants to try to get, you know, articles oh, written God. online. So her know? way to do is to latch onto a famous person. Right, and... right. So there's always, you know, that, oh. that kind of shit, you know. So I, uh, and I, you know, and before any of that shit, I always said trust issues with people. So then that would make it even Where's more. Where does your trust so. issues come from? I feel I like I'm your doctor now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My psychologist. This is always know. your whole life you've had this? Yeah, I don't know. Always with authority figures. I've never gotten along pretty much. You know? And you consider women authority figures? No. No, that's just, you know, it's just a relationship. You know? Right. So. How many different girls did that to you when you went on dates with them and they said they had boyfriends? Well, there's that one I can think of. Uh... I mean, it probably happened like two or three times. That's yeah. really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super unusual. Yeah, but also, but it'll happen after shows all the time where a girl will be really flirty with you, and other comments will be like, "Dude, you should jump on that." I'm like, "Her boyfriend's right there," you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she'll be flirty with me, and I remember one time, one girl was like taking her shirt off, showing her boobs. Whoa. Whoa. Me and Godfrey are there. This outside Whoa. the cellar, and uh, her boyfriend's right there. He's taking photos of us doing it and stuff, and. Other oh, uh, freaks. Yeah, yeah, You know, some yeah. people are just that way, you know. And other people are going, dude, you guys should go with that girl. Like, her boyfriend's taking the photos. No, I'm not going to fucking do There's that. always going to be people like that. People that... Yeah. There's... Uh, I have a friend of mine that went with this girl, and the girl told him that she had a husband, and the husband watched and coached her while she was blowing my friend. That's... That's really weird shit. That's deep. That's the shit I don't want to get involved That's with. That's deep in the yeah. weird pool. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. I was saying to him, I said, did that feel gay? Like She's like, he's directing your pleasure. This the whole is thing strange. is just, that's just bizarre, that whole thing. But some yeah. people are into bizarre shit. Not like that, man. Not me. Mm-mm. No. No. Some people are into weird shit, though. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I think, you know, so much of culture is so, uh, like, like, even if if you look at social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if I wasn't trying to promote my shows, I wouldn't be on any of that shit. Right. Yet, everyone's on that shit. Mm, that's a good point. You know, like, why are they on it? Like, if you're on it and you just want to follow different people to sort of, get, you know, get some, like, you know, you know, ongoing kind of entertainment, you know, but it's like, 
why, like when people just take photos of themselves at the beach or their food and they post it, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> why the fuck are you doing that? What's what's the point? That's a really good point. I've yeah. you know I don't think I've really thought about that. Like I get why I've, we're on it. I don't get why anyone else is on it. Because I've been in entertainment for so long and social media is just something that sort of came along the way what would i be doing would i be even using if it if i i don't think i would no i, I got would. onto myspace to promote gigs yeah, i got me onto too. facebook for the same yeah, and twitter for them. the same <laughs> yeah. that's really interesting yeah. and instagram same thing like i know some people and they just follow they'll follow like their favorite like musicians and mm -hmm. their favorite comics and they're you know so they're on their scroll they're getting yeah you know some you know info and entertainment like throughout the day i i understand that but but if you're actively posting i don't i don't i don't know you, you know? know what it's almost like everyone has their own show basically yeah that's what the world's become everyone has their own show their own reality show yeah yeah that is what it's like so it's so also a like a lot of yeah i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no please no 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 <laughs> you're the show go no ahead. no no i've cut How you off too many times it's no it's bad. all right man it's all just right. talking bad now what were you saying don't feel bad what all were you right. saying all right if a girl no, no like some of those girls like from a few years ago it was like it was almost like you know the date was me guest starring on their show. yes exactly you know and i can maybe get them ratings you know yes that's get them what, a bunch of likes in their photos right that's what it was like you know <sighs> i went with the guy from the 30 rock look right. it's me thought he was gonna get laid ha ha lol i don't sometimes i don't <laughs> even think they're thinking that like <clears throat> I, don't, I don't even think that occurs to them sometimes what yeah oh they're dumb well i don't know i think they're just so into like oh this will give me uh, people are gonna like this photo you know they're not thinking i don't know that they all actually think it affects you as a person so just like not, trolls don't think it affects you as a person often. You know, they're just like, they're, you know, they're just talking shit. They're just you know? not thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. using you as a target for their angst. Right, right. They don't view you as a human. I right. Think, and for the girls, people. she's using you as a yeah. target. You're a celebrity. Right, right. You're on a television show that she right. enjoys. Look, I'm here with him, the guy from the thing. Yeah. I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazing. I made yeah. magic happen. The guy from the box is standing and he paid for my food. It's a perfect impression. Is that what she sounded like? Perfect. And then my boyfriend's has, and then my boyfriend's has, and he doesn't like you. I don't know why. Whatever. What no, they... you'll be like, oh, yeah, he likes you, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but when you, oh. did you ask them, did your boyfriend know that we're going to dinner together? Yeah, I, on that one time I did. And what'd she yeah. say? She just, she had nothing to say. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah. did you just end the date right there and get out of there? Uh, no, I, I finished my food. You know, I, I think it lasted a little bit longer. It was just kind of like awkward though. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was Ugh. pretty lame. Yeah. How'd you guys end the night? Did you hug her? I don't remember. I don't remember. How could you not remember? What's that? How could you not remember that? I don't remember. You know, I don't. I don't remember how it <laughs> happened. I just don't fucking know. You know, the, the the idea that everyone has their own show is exactly what's going on, and that's yeah. also when you see these like really self righteous tweets that people put out. Like, what are they really doing? They're doing exactly the same thing that you see people doing on reality shows, where they're they're fucking acting. You know, you know when you watch a reality show and you watch someone, they're they're doing something or saying something very specifically to get a reaction. Whether okay. it's I don't watch them, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they yeah. know the camera's on them. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're acting in a, sort of an unnatural way or in right. a manipulative way. Right, right. And that manipulation applies to social media as well. Yeah. It's just a, it's a less pervasive method of doing it instead yeah. of broadcasting yeah. to. A million plus people on a yeah. reality show yeah you're broadcasting to 10,000 people who follow you on Twitter yeah 
Yeah. That's a big part of what people are doing. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Like, what is what's real? Yeah, it's also what hashtag activism is. Yeah, what yeah. is hashtag activism? Well, I, I think it's it, a I lot think of what it is. Yeah, no, I think it can be. I think it can be both. I mean, I I, I agree with you, and I disagree because I think, and I think sometimes people are genuine, but then sometimes sure. people are just, you know, too oh, their own horn. Yeah, know? I mean, there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. black or white in this. Yeah, yeah. Or I should uh, say, yeah. No, no, I know. <laughs> So but I, re- I gray? remember. Should I say gray? Is that okay? I remember doing a stand-up set on a show years ago in LA called Late Friday, and I got. I remember doing my first joke. It's a setup and a punchline, and I say the setup part, and you know, I have a slight pause. Everyone starts laughing, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" That's you're not. They, they've never laughed there ever. I've been doing this joke for two years. They've never laughed at right. that point. And then I get to the punchline. And they're still laughing the setup. They don't really laugh at the punchline that much. And then after about like three, and the first, so the first few minutes were all just weird like that. And then after about three, four minutes, it kind of became like a normal set. And then afterwards, I found out that the entire audience was uh, paid background extra actors. Oh. So, and they didn't tell me that before going on. So that's kind of like, you know, reminds me of what you were saying about, you know, everyone had on their own show. You know? Yeah. Just, so they were trying oh. to be, they were acting. And trying to act like an audience member instead of just sitting there and just, just let it happen. You oh, don't have to do anything. God. Paid yeah. background. And everybody, yeah. when Judah comes out, yeah. he's going to say jokes. And I want you to laugh it up. I want to hear yeah. your best laugh right now. Come yeah. on, folks. You can do better. Yeah. You can do, is that all you got? Yeah. Come on. And that's the way sometimes, a lot of times comedy on TV is where it's just it's so yeah. fake. You know, yeah. it's just and that's a more extreme example. But it it's is like it's it just uh, I don't know. But it's not easy to capture, you know. Even when you see specials, it's not easy to capture a, a real stand-up night because you know when you put those cameras in there and people know what's going on, it always mm-hmm. adds a little bit of a different dynamic. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, Hunter Thompson was talking about that a long time ago. Really, in this documentary about. Yeah, it was, uh, he, he started filming things, started ca- carrying things, uh, like carrying cameras around and filming things. Yeah. And he was talking about um, they were interviewing him for this uh, BBC documentary that they were doing. I think it was BBC. Uh-huh. And he was saying that having a camera changes everything because you're not capturing reality because having the camera and knowing that it's being filmed changes yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. It becomes something different now because everyone's aware of the camera. And this is a documentary he made that he was no, talking about? No, it was about him. Oh, and, I got to you know, see that. Yeah. It's, that um, sounds great. There's a few. He's got a couple of them. I'm a big fan of Hunter Thompson. Yeah. But uh, uh, the one with Gonzo, The Life and Times of Hunter S. Thompson, I think that was what it was The documentary. Called. Yeah, that was right, one. I'll have to check that out. And then there was another one, uh, Fear, Fear and Loathing in, in Hollywood, I think. I forget which one it was. But there's a, there's a few of them. You can find them online. I'll check those out. No, that but, sounds really cool. Hey, but they were at his place in Woody Creek, Colorado with cameras and filming them. And he's like, well, this isn't reality because you got a camera. As soon as you use that camera. He was an incredibly perceptive uh, mm. person, man. That's pretty Except cool. Except when it came to himself. Interesting. Yeah. It's all sorts of blind spots that yeah. people have well, in their own yeah. life. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's uh, that's probably pretty common, you know. Fuck it's, yeah. You know, it's uh, way more common than not. Yeah, and I know? think it's I think it's good to admit that, you know. Yeah, I think that's one problem is where like a lot of people don't admit that. It's like, it's okay to have flaws, you know. And, we all have flaws. Yeah, if and you don't a, if you don't have flaws, you're not human. And that's the other thing about social media that's weird. It, it, it often shows people are showing themselves without the flaws. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you said, it's like everything's kind of fake on a certain level. And yeah. they also find a flaw that you have and. But just fucking yeah. attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a target. Yeah. What did you say about black people, Judah? Yeah. 
So I didn't black lung yeah. a lung. It's a yeah. dark. It's yeah. it's cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of thing. That was, that was the kind of thing I used to worry about. Like, you know, yeah. like, oh, you do one thing and fuck, they're going to get you. I had, yeah. I had a couple drawings in here where it's paralysis well, by the analysis, way I draw though. it and the way I word it, I'm like, am I going to get shit on for this? Oh. And I was like, a couple of them, yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Listen, I got to get out of here, but let's uh, let's highlight the book. Okay. We've got two of them here. Yeah. No, how this, to Beat Up Anybody. This no, is the one that's out anybody. for a few years. Yeah, that one you can get on Amazon for 35 cents and, and shipping is, is three ninety nine. The new one, if rain... 39 cents you can get your yeah i think you know because you can get used copies i think new oh. it's like 14 bucks but if you want a used copy i think it's like 35 what a cents nice guy you are and tell then shipping the is 3.99 yeah and if rain See, drops goes united. back to me not being a good salesman no, i tell people to guy. buy the shitty shit you're an artist but yeah if the raindrops united this has been my big passion the past uh if you like B. Kleban or maybe even some of the old Gary Larson stuff, I think I think you'll you'll dig this book. Beautiful. And then and your Twitter is Judah World Champ. Judo, yeah, J U D A H World Champ. Uh, tour dates uh, judafreedlander Thank you, brother. Appreciate Dude, it, man. This has always been good awesome. seeing you. Please, this is great to see you. Anytime, man. Let's do it no, again. No, I, I always I don't see you much because I live in New York, and it's always cool when I see you. Always man. cool to see you too, brother. Yeah. All right, Judah Freelander, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Big kiss. Mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, that was great.